uh, we'll cap that and move right along to Sunday's pay-per-view, the 2019 Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Um, so there are some pre-show matches here. Um, I'm going to jump actually right to the one that I was probably the most upset about that was a pre-show match, which was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. Um, this was for the United States Championship. Um, for me, the only thing that saved this match was the fact that Shinsuke actually went over in the match. Uh, now, real quick, let me interrupt you now. I didn't see this match because I didn't think it would be the first match on the pre-show. Right. So I'm just, you know, getting my food together and all that. And I'm like... Well, it wasn't okay, actually... There was another match before that. that, uh, that it, it was actually three matches, which yeah. I didn't know. I thought it would just be two. I right. thought 205 would go first, and then it would end it with the United States. But no, it was actually in reverse. Yeah, I, I guess I thought that the the cruiserweight championship match was going to be the the last match, and Shinsuke's would be would be right before that. For some reason, I just felt like the cruiserweight title match was going to be the the top pre show match, and the, the way that they've been doing the cruiserweight championship matches in the past in pre show, that's typically what they've been doing. Um, but it doesn't make going going back to to what upsets me about this is that Shinsuke Nakamura again, he's this guy who just has such a presence, right? Like the yeah. like when he first came to SmackDown, his charisma is off the chart. Yeah, like he does not have to say a word to have the crowd in the palm of his mm-hmm. hands. It's just mm-hmm. him and like his mannerisms and just the presence that he has. And for it to see the 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 route that he's taken, I mean, you know, in NXT. It was amazing. And again, when he first showed up on SmackDown, the crowd was with him. Now it's like he's he's just a guy. Like he's just another dude on the roster, and they have no idea what to do with him. And it's it's just sad. It's it I, I hate to say it, but I almost would rather Shinsuke, you know, not be a part of the, the WWE and be a part of another company that's gonna respect him more and book him right. Potentially, yeah, that might be the route to go for him because this here is just not what Shinsuke Nakamura should be doing. It's not. I mean, Rusev either. It's it's really upsetting, man. It's really upsetting to see this guy, this charismatic, super charismatic guy. They could probably be the most over superstar they ever had since, like, since Cena. But yet they they just they drop him, and 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 it's and it's not on the it's not on the roster. It's it's not on the talent. It's what the company does. Yeah, this is booking. How, how they present them, how they present their product. Yeah. It's it's not good, man. And that's why you got some wrestlers venturing somewhere else now. Yep. Yep. So yeah, and like I said, the only thing that kind of made this feel like okay is like when Shinsuke went over Rusev, I was like, all right, you know that at least they gave him the belt. Although on SmackDown, because mm-hmm. we'll just bring this up right away to get this over with, on SmackDown. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura had a match with R-Truth and R-Truth ended up taking the belt off of Shinsuke. So basically Shinsuke had the belt, not for 24 hours because it's Sunday, so 48 hours, but yeah, he basically had it again for two days and then dropped the belt immediately. So yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm at the <laughs> point where I'm, I'm, I've been frustrated, I'm, I'm upset, but now I'm just thinking, Shinsuke, maybe it's just best if you just were in, a, on a, in another promotion, another bre- that that is going to respect you and that's going to see the talent that you are. And that's going to give you, you know, that main event spotlight and the storylines that you deserve, because this here just ain't it. Like you shouldn't be 
getting beat by, you know, our truth two nights after you just won the United States championship. You shouldn't be pre-show, you know, none of this really should is worthy of. He won the Royal Rumble last year, man. Yep. Yep. Look where he at now. Yep. He won the Rumble and now he's, he's pre-show and he's just another guy. He's just another guy. It's amazing. It's amazing that that's, that's where we're at right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, man. So yeah. It seems like when, when, when his, his theme music comes on, it's like less and less people sing to it. Yep. Yep. And each week, less and less people. He was quick to get to the ring, too. Like, he did not take his time like he used to. Like, he just kind of rushed to get there because pre show, they they have limited time. So that's probably part of it that he has to, they have to fit it into, you know, a certain allotted period. So he knows he's got to rush. And then the match itself was really quick. They just kind of went through, you know, different spots and and went through that. And and, I didn't get Rusev. He didn't make no sense telling his wife to get up after she damn near broke her ankle. Yeah. Yeah. What you doing, Lana? Get up. I mean, (laughs) who talks to their wife like that? Like, literally, if, if I saw my wife bust her ass on some ice or something like that, who am I to tell my wife, hey, what you doing? Yeah. Get up. Yeah. That, <laughs> get that, up. That was bizarre. <laughs> that was bizarre. Yep. He's yelling at her to get up after he just knocked <laughs> her off the apron. Like, you know, that, I, I, and, and I guess the payoff there, well, there's never really a payoff there, but Rusev is kind of turning heel a little bit now too, because of what he said to our truth right after. Damn it. He is heel now. I don't know. Right. But it was <laughs> the way he said that. It was kind of like you know, in old school, uh, not attitude era wrestling. You would have certain um, pairings like that, where where like or not even, I guess pre attitude era, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. There was a time where Macho Man was a real jerk to Miss Elizabeth back in the day, you know. And then oh, yeah. there were some other yeah, pairings yeah. like that too. So this kind of maybe feels like it's going in that direction where Rusev is going to be blaming Lana for just being, you know, there and just being a jerk to her. Like, I feel like that's kind of where this is going. Um, but, yeah, man. They should, they, you know what? They should never broke up Rusev Day, man. Aiden should, should yeah. still be. It was no reason to break a Rusev Day, man. That's your merch was selling. Now you just killed your merch sales yeah. because you just wanted him to go for no reason, for no reason no. at all to go heal that's why i say i didn't i, I, didn't, I thought it was gonna be like a swerve like he was just gonna talk about talk bad about uh shinsuke at first like he didn't deserve it and then but he's i thought he's gonna say maybe our truth but you deserve it though you know hit me with a swerve like that i'm like okay but nah he he just went straight full heel man he went full heel and i i just it's like, okay, I guess, I guess, uh, I don't think th- they just don't know what to do with either one of these guys. And that's why I said in the beginning, like, you know, I, I Shinsuke didn't deserve this, but Rusev didn't deserve it either. Cause Rusev, no, you know, this, no. this, um, mm-hmm. last year he was killing it. Him and, and Aiden English were yes. two of the most over guys in the company. Yep. And, and Rusev is charismatics too, man. He's very just, charismatic. Uh, he's, he's a funny more, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he, he's funny, man. He, he is funny. Yeah, like he and he's money, and and this is my frustration with WWE as a whole, like you know. And I'm glad that you got some of these wrestlers going to go, go off from different promotions because, man, real talk, WWE needs competition now more than now more than ever. Now more than ever, this is the reason why, you know, reason why it start going down ever since WWE 
uh, what is it, WCW got bought out by Vince McMahon. Right. That's when you notice the product slowly, slowly start to dive down. Yeah. But before that, they was on their P's and Q's because they had competition. Yeah, They had to. And, and hopefully AEW comes into the picture and, and give that push to what WWE needs right now because they are totally complacent right now, man. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. You know, just with some of the booking decisions, I, I just feel like the WWE, with some of these wrestlers, they just don't know what to do with all of them. They have a one-track mind with the main event, with, like, you know, what they're doing with Brock Lesnar and just some of the other things that they're doing. Uh, Ronda Rousey, like, they, their focus is clearly there and not with the rest of the roster because some of the decisions and, and booking, it just feels like there's no care, there's no love given to how they're they're using Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, given that they're two yeah. of the most, you know, popular and charismatic wrestlers and then you just put them on pre-show and then you have them both lose to our truth it just it just doesn't make any sense so you know hopefully yeah with competition coming maybe that that yeah. things we we shall see um but yeah i just want to quickly go over some of the pre-show matches so um bobby Roode and chad gable they defended their tag team championships against razor and scott dawson why razor and scott dawson were in a team together i have no idea i guess uh razor's tag team partner was injured but then they decided to pair him up with Scott Dawson from the Revival. And then if yeah. they would have won, they both would have gotten tag team matches. Yeah. Team matches. I, right then I knew they weren't going to win and it was just yep. a filler matchup. So I don't even think this really warrants talking about. It's just it happened. So I just wanted to mention that it happened. Um, and actually, this is one. This it, this pre-show should have been two. Yeah, not three. They didn't need that because that third one, that third one could have been used on the main on the main card, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. They, so that's all. That's enough on that one. The cruiserweight championship match: Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa versus Kalisto versus Hideo oh, Itami. Damn good, right here. Yeah, they they tore it up. I mean, Buddy Murphy ended up retaining his championship. He won. Um, and I uh, I think both of us were on that. That Buddy Murphy would would uh, retain oh yeah the title yeah. Um, yeah, all but I didn't think it would be convincingly like that. I'm like, I never seen a finish like that in a multi man match because usually when you pick up a win, is usually you're just taking an opportunity out of from somewhere. Else. Maybe uh, he he did a finisher and you you know he rolled dude out the ring so you could get the pin real quick. Yeah. This dude single handedly just destroyed the other <laughs> destroyed everybody and got the pin. Yeah, I never seen that man. Yeah, and that that is just OP for real. <laughs> well, I'm gonna call it, it, I'm gonna call this dude OP, OP. buddy. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. I mean, to be fair though, before that the finish, they they there was a lot of back and forth, and like Akira Tozawa and Kalisto specifically, there were moments where I thought either one of those two guys had a chance to pull it out. Hideo Tommy, it was funny because I was talking to my my brother about this, and apparently there mm -hmm. was a lot of build up with Hideo Tommy because I hadn't seen. 205 lives build up to this match but you know he had a storyline going um a little bit where where it seemed like maybe Hideo would be the guy to win it and he's the only guy on this match that never had a championship um he was paired up with Davari who's now his manager and so it seemed like they were putting a little bit more effort into Hideo Itami but the way Hideo Itami kind of came off in this matchup was kind of lame to be honest with you like everybody else yeah. you know had some great moments 
Akira Tozawa looked good. Kalisto looked good. Buddy Murphy was a beast. Like you said, he was OP as all hell. But Hideo Tommy just yeah. seemed like he was just there. And I and I kind of felt like, okay, with Hideo Tommy not doing much in the match, it made me think maybe he is going to win. Maybe they are just kind of setting him up for a cheap victory to, to get him the title and be this heelish you know, champion. But no, he just got destroyed too with the rest of them at the end with that finish. You know, and Buddy Murphy just basically established himself as as clearly being the best as, as a beast. I, I, like I'm the Jiren yep. out of this <laughs> yep. Yep. five. Exactly. Like I never seen anybody just dominate in, in a fatal four like that. Like yeah, it went back and forth towards the end, but in the end, he cleaned house. He whooped yeah. everybody's ass yeah. in that match. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, but hey, Buddy, and I, I'm a fan of Buddy Murphy's too, so I, I I was happy to see it look great. I was happy to see him retain. I think he deserves to retain because I, of all of the guys in the matchup, it just seems like he he seems he, – I don't know, he just wears that that title of champion really well in, in, in what he's been doing and how he's been wrestling. Like, he's really impressive to me, man. So I was happy about that. Um, but yeah, like you said, he was real OP in that, in that finish. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who they're going to find or who they're going to try to use to go up against them next time, but it's going to be hard to believe that any of the guys currently on the 205 live roster, they ha- they're going to have to introduce someone, someone else. Like, because literally he just, he just showed everybody why he, he's the champion. Like exactly. no one's on his left. He just whooped everybody ass on the pre-show. Exactly. Exactly. From everybody, so, uh, 40,000 yeah. people just saw it. They just saw it. That's it. It's Buddy Murphy. And that's it. They should just they could shut it down right now and say, you know what? It's it's Buddy right. Murphy and that's it. He's got no no competition. So that, that's the end. That's it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So so that's pretty much it for pre-show. So let's get to the, the main card for Royal Rumble. So yep, the yep. first matchup, SmackDown Women's Champion Championship, uh between Asuka, the defending champion, and Becky Lynch. I'm gonna let you Talk about this matchup because you kind of alluded to some of your feelings about how this match ended. Yeah, so this match actually it was a good match. I think it went about 17 minutes because I note some of the times on here. Yeah, 17 minutes. Oh, man. So first of all, very good back and forth match. I love that uh, that Oscar did like a face plant on Becky off the rope, uh, off the off the top of the what was it, off the top rope look sick i uh, love when they was in that little sequence just trading back and forth submission moves or even using the each other's submission moves yeah uh, I, I love that part it, it was just it was just when it got towards the end so they, I, I and for me knowing the outcome didn't hurt this match at all i just wanted an outcome that it would be in a somewhat believable believable way for me to accept that loss from becky and i guess it was it was i don't know borderline i I wanted what i wanted and we talked about this last week i want i wanted her to be passed out like talking talking stuff while you getting choked out from behind right like like you just giving your one last roar whatever and, and your you know war call and and you pass out and that would have been a hell of a way to go out and then come back in, in the rumble like that 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 she she would have been she would have been the man for real but 
you know, we we got what we got. It's cool. It seemed like the crowd didn't matter, didn't, you know, didn't mind anyway, even though she tapped. And, you know, and I could believe the tap too, because the way she had, the way Oscar had her in that choke, and she kind of, you know, you leveraged her up. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the way I saw it, I was like, okay. Yeah. Even in UFC, somebody's tapping real quick. Even <laughs> <laughs> USC, somebody's tapping real quick. So, so by the way the, of the match went, that's when I'm like, I'm a borderline accept that. So those are my thoughts on the on the match overall. Yeah, I love the match. I, I love the match. This was one of my favorite, if not my ultimate, my overall favorite match of the of the night. Really. Um, okay. You know, the both of them. I mean, you said you talked about the match being back and forth. You know, it was just really competitive. Um, I I had a strong feeling that Asuka would retain because she had just gotten the title. So to, to take the belt off of her right away just seemed like it would be wrong. So it made sense that Asuka would go over in this matchup. But I was just expecting, you know, Asuka and Becky to just make it competitive and 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 give Becky some spots where it looked like she would she'd be able to win this matchup. Um, I th- I love the spot where they both were uh, using the ropes. Uh, and executing their submissions um and then they use each other's submissions you, know, you talked about that too so yeah. um yeah. just the match itself was just so great and the tap out i didn't have an issue with the tap out at all really because of just the way that the match itself flowed becky really looked strong this was one of the best becky yeah. Lynch matches that i've ever seen period you know like she's been in a lot of great matches so it's saying something i mean becky has been just killing it all year but this match here was just just another notch. I think the the her best match for me is probably the Charlotte match. Uh, what was it? The ladder match that they had um, not too long ago. That might be my favorite uh, Becky Lynch matchup so far. But this one right here was really close to that, um, where Becky's just her persona right now as the man is just like so awesome. Like she she's just owning it, and she carries herself in such a different it's way. In, it's embedded in her now, it, man. It is, in, it is absolutely. She wears it. You know, the way she kind of like, you know, walks around the ring, head up high, you know, she's like, has that face. Like, I'm going to, you know, I, I am the man, you know, and she's just really um, um, just bought into this whole role and trying to, to put her all into it. And I feel that, you know, watching her, like I, I believe her, her confidence, you know, that she's carrying right now. Um, so it just makes it very fun to to watch her. It kind of feels like Stone Cold back in the day when uh, he fought Bret Hart, and you know when when he uh, like he, he was bloody faced and everything. Just that Stone Cold, you know, he walked in a heel, but then everybody was on his side, and he ended up you know being liked even though he was a heel. I feel like Becky Lynch is kind of carrying that right now. That she's just it's just so respected right now because of just how she's carrying herself like it it's just she she's just on another level right now with the character that she's portraying and you know within the match just just by the way that she carried herself in the match when it came to her tapping out like i just i believed it i bought it because asuka is a is a beast and that specific submission that she pulled uh like we said yeah it just seemed like such a tight it was a new one for oscar she'd never pulled that out before and no man that's yeah in the way she she and and that's why i said you know i could borderline accept that loss because you know even in ufc if she does somebody if she does that in ufc somebody's tapping out for real nobody's gonna hold there and actually just try to pass out 
see it. You probably die in real life <laughs> <laughs> if you're not trying to tap out. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, it was fine for me. You know, just her tapping out, and then um, you know, just the crowd reaction. You know, it just seemed like the crowd was really match up. So overall, like I just I, I loved it. Like I said, it it's. To, I think right now the way the way that I, I look back at the entire card, I feel like this was my favorite match. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I say that I say this was my third favorite out of the whole card. Okay. Okay. The main card. Okay. I'm not talking about pre-show main card. Third. Well, and before before it was still up there. It was still up there though. Yeah. Oh no, it was. It was, hey, like I said, I, I mean, I, I I feel the way I feel about it just because. You know, both of them really. I mean, there's there's another matchup that we're going to talk about that's real close for me for with this one. But both of them came out re- looking really good, and we talked mostly about Becky, but Oscar. I feel like Oscar's back, like the Oscar that came uh, up from NXT and just had that unstoppable feeling to her. I feel like that Oscar they've they've that she has brought that back, and and just I'm I'm really excited and really happy um, for Oscar. And for all of us fans that'll get to see, you know, that. And, op- and that's all her, man. That's all her for, for her to able to keep that. Even though when the way they was booking her after she got her record broke or, yeah. or her, uh, you know, when Charlotte broke her streak, yeah. she was able to, you know, stick with it, you know. Uh, and luckily the crowd was, was still with her, man. I thought maybe she'll lose the crowd. But when she got that pop, for being the third woman in that triple threat match. And what was it TLC? Yeah. Yeah, for TLC on SmackDown, like she she got a huge pop, man. I was like, wow, man, she's she's still over. Yep. So, you know, it's it's not to WWE, it's it's her, man. You know, her charisma. Yeah. Yeah, people love her. People love her. They respect yeah. her. They respect her in-ring ability. They respect just she's just such a she's a fun character and she's an intimidating character and a believable character that you know you just you you remember that undefeated streak and you believe that anytime Asuka goes into a match, at least at that time, that she just was going to find a way to win. And it just added oh, yeah, yeah. so much to each match, you know, so much more, so much drama to the match and, and anticipation for the yeah. match. And I, I'm excited that we're getting back to that with her just, you know, going over this way with uh, against Becky. So. You know, yeah, that aggressive side of Oscar, man, yeah. showing that relentless. That's what I like. You know, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 definitely the Oscar I miss, man. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, we'll move on to the next one. So, this one, <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Championship matchup: The Miz and Shane McMahon, or Miz and Mac, versus The Bar, the Tag Team Champions. Um, so, in our predictions, it was funny because. You going into the, you know, we were talking about this this match for a while now, and <laughs> you wanted Miz and Shane to win, but you actually picked the bar to win. And, you know, I came, my thought process was it's kind of, I, I'm, I'm digging the storyline and I think it's fun. I feel like the bar is just clearly the, the better tag team, but I picked Miz and Shane yeah. to win because of the, the storyline. And it turned out that that's, that's what ended up happening, that the Miz and Shane went yeah. over and they won. Um, now I got mixed feelings about, about this one also. Um, <laughs> so watching the match, you know, and again, I, I picked Miz and Shane to win. I was fully, cause, cause of the way it was built up, the way that the storyline was going, the way that yeah. the down ended, yeah. it felt like the, the, the typical way to book this for WWE is once Miz and Shane got put through that table, they were going to win the tag team titles. That's just how I felt about it. 
Um, but seeing the match itself, it just seemed more ridiculous that they actually did win the match. Because looking at it, the bar, there's no way. Cesaro and Shane, just Cesaro alone. Like, I feel in a, I mean, maybe not this far, but in a handicap match, I almost feel like <laughs> the Miz and Shane, not to mention having Sheamus as his tag team partner against the Miz and Shane. Yes. It just seems kind of ridiculous, yes. you know? And there were moments where Shane would get in the match and he'd do that little, like, he'd be like uh, doing those rapid fire punches on Cesaro and Cesaro has to sell and make it look like he's some of them fake Shane. little punches, man. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, come on, man. Like, there's no way that Shane McMahon is actually doing any kind of damage to, to Cesaro. Cesaro is the Swiss Superman. Like, this dude is, is just on another level as, as a wrestler and just this, this big dude that could definitely take those little rabbit punches that Shane McMahon is throwing. So dude, I, I, I laughed out loud man. when Shane McMahon received a hot tag. Yeah. <laughs> and did what he did to the bar, man. Yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> right now, this is just, this is just insane. So yeah, I, I, you know, and I get it. It's, it was, it was, Funny, but sometimes funny in the wrong ways, you know. Like you said, it's just yeah. kind of like it's sort of like ridiculous to watch. Um, the saving grace for the match really was the the finish and how Shane pulled off that shooting star press. Like that that was yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean that. I was wondering what he's gonna do because I'm like he can't be just going for a regular off the rope elbow like because elbow he just did yeah. the he did the prayer symbol i'm like oh he's about to do something ridiculous and he did the shooting star i was like holy shit okay right i remember because wow. i thought the same thing i was thinking elbow drop then i remembered i'm like yeah shane has pulled off a shooting star press and so you know i'm watching with my brothers and we're like is he gonna do the shooting star press right now can he still do it because I'm, I'm afraid like there's gonna be a botch like ever since brock lesnar almost killed himself in that one wrestlemania where he tried to do that shooting star press. I'm like, if if that's not something that's in your regular repertoire, I really don't know that I want to see anyone even attempt a move like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. If Brock almost broke his freaking neck. He could have killed himself <laughs> right there on live t- TV. So and I'm thinking, Shane, like, please, whatever you're going to do, man, even sometimes when he does the coast to coast, I'm like, watch this man just slip off that top rope and, like, fall the wrong way and, like, bust his head or whatever. Like, I just... I get nervous with Shane doing any of this stuff, but he pulls it off. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Shane, man, you know what? He was getting worked through this whole match. Yeah. Like, man, he, they was, the bar was working him, man, because the bar are very physical. Yeah. You know, real quick, man, on the bar, can you see them be, be split up as a tag team at all? Um, or you just, you know what? That, that's a tag team that I, I can't see them separate at all, man. I, I well for me, I can absolutely see them separate because I'm a big Cesaro fan. I'm a huge uh-huh. Cesaro fan. So I I, yeah. I am praying one day that Cesaro actually gets a legitimate push to get some kind of singles title run. Now I don't know if that'll ever be the WWE Championship or Universal Championship, but for it to be like the Intercontinental or the US Championship and to have him have some classic matches with some of the you know up and coming superstars, I feel like that he deserves that. Like, I want to see that run so I can see it. Yep. Um, but I see what you're saying because it's been a long time now that they've been a tag team and they actually have yeah. really good chemistry. So they do, you know what? And this feels different because, you know, this is Cesaro's what third or f- I don't know, fourth tag team, maybe. And, and every, the one except for Seamus felt like, all right, you know, this, this is good, but it's going to split up. 
Right. This one, this wasn't, they was put together because basically they didn't like each other. Right. They did the best of seven, which right. was insane. Yeah. I didn't think they can have every match to be on point, but they did for seven matches. Okay, cool. And they end up being a, a solid, a tight, you know, physical tag team, man. I, I, I hate to derail this whole thing, but that best of seven did piss me off because they, the way they finished it up, that last match, because it was supposed to be whoever won that best of seven would end up getting a singles opportunity. And then, so it's the finish you didn't like. Right. Because that match was still was good. It was fine, yeah. But the, okay, okay. Uh, the finish was messed up because what they ended up doing it was a cheat they they just they had it be a draw then they said well you guys get a tag team opportunity you know versus having a, a singles and again i'm a cesaro fan so i was hoping for cesaro to win it and 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 go on to get some kind of singles title opportunity um so i, I yeah. it did kind of leave me with a bad taste in my mouth go just you brought it up so i just had to say that you know and even because i i remember it pretty decent i think one of them had like a 3-0 lead or something i think it was Sheamus. Who ended up winning like the first three matches, which I'm like, really? Yeah. Like you he's just <laughs> or, or you're just making a look because we all know best of seven typically are gonna go to seven. That's just the way they're gonna book it. Exactly. But yep. to have him win the first three and now Cesar has to come back and win the next, you know, three to tie it up. It was just like, uh, I don't know. There was something about that that I didn't like, but putting them in a series like that and then the matches that they had, I thought were good. So, you know, it was just a little, quick little rant on that. As far as like why, <laughs> but um, yeah. So just to kind of finish up with uh, with this matchup, though the tag team championships, you know, the the Miz and Shane, I feel like it, it's I want it to be over quickly. I want them to just kind of get to the point of whatever the storyline is going to be, because yep. for for me, they are not they're they're going to do the tag team division a disservice if they keep going with 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 these types of matches you know yeah because that storyline is held out is held up by the tag team tag team belts now right exactly you know so you since you put the titles in there exactly now you know the other tag teams that are in there like the usos who are now the next in line because they just won a number one contendership match so it'll be the usos versus Miz and shane at, at uh elimination chamber um but given the storyline, they may decide to have Miz and Shane go over. So the bar, the Usos, uh, you know, heavy machinery. I have a theory of where this storyline is going, though, where Shane is end up being the heel. Yeah, I could I could see it. I could see it. I mean, we you talked see about it. that a little bit where I, I do believe. Because it leads into SmackDown, so we could talk about it. Yeah, well, I'll just say this. And I talked about this last week a little bit. No matter, I thought that they would win, but I still do believe that the match at WrestleMania is going to be Miz versus Shane. And I think that mm -hmm. the reason why they won is because they need that for the video package. They need them, they need to show them as tag team champions. They need to show them for the storyline, hit the highest of highs, right? Like they yeah. were on top of the world <laughs> and they had their, their relationship <laughs> has become truly, you know, real and close and all of that, so that when they split them up, you have, you know, maybe you get the crowd to actually feel bad and sad that they actually have split up, you know, so I do believe it's going to happen now, whether it's Miz turning... What do you think would be the reason, though, they will split, though? <sighs> you know... Because I, I have... Because I, the I way I'm reading this story, I think I have the picture-perfect idea where this story is going. Okay, go ahead. Go with it. 
All right, so so basically Shane McMahon got Miz and his dad to, I don't know, like make amends or if so to speak, or just basically say, you know, I'm proud of you. And, you know, and remember when Shane told Miz about him and his dad relationship, you know, is he, he was saying he wish he can have that. So I think Shane is is going, you know, down the line will start to get jealous of the Miz and Dead and his in the Miz Dead's relationship. And and I and I think they're gonna use uh Vince McMahon for the story as well. And 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 they're gonna use that as a catalyst for Shane's McMill, uh not McMill, Shane's McMahon's heel turn. Hmm. Okay. I think that's the most logical way you can go is you know is use the father-son relationship and that i can buy for him to go like what would be a logic way that you can buy for a segment man for him to go heal that's how i thought about it when i the minute i saw that celebration and he was so happy to get the miz and the miz dead you know for the miz dead to say i'm proud of you son i love you proud of you and for him to get that and you see you know Shane McMahon just jumping up and down. That's where I saw him like, you know what? I think that's going to be it. That's going to be the catalyst for his heel turn, the father-son relationship. He's going to be jealous. He's going to get jealous of that. I like it. I like it. I think that, um, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense because they have been really trying to push that. I mean, they had it on SmackDown. He showed up. Uh, Miz's dad showed up and, you know, said, you know, I, I love you, son. I'm proud of you. So they are building. To, they are continuing on with that part of the story. That his father is a big reason why this tag team is even happening. And we all know, you know, the the relationship with Vince and Shane and just the ups and downs of that. So it makes a lot of sense. You know, I think that that's a that's a real good way that they could go with the storyline. Um, the only thing with it for me is is I don't know, like the the Shane heel turn. I don't feel like the WWE is is wanting a heel Shane. We haven't seen a heel Shane in a long time. You know, it, it's been it's been a long time. Like what since oh maybe? Right, right, exactly. You know, this whole return that he's had. You know, he hasn't been once since he came back to the company after after you know initially leaving the company all those years ago. So it yep. would be interesting if he did turn heel. You know, I I guess I just kind of question whether or not the WWE is going to go down that road given how popular, you know, Shane is. And then, then is Shane going to have more of an on-screen presence going forward to, to then even warrant this heel Shane mattering going forward? Well, I know that was the rumor uh, a few months ago, like around, I want to say November, December, that was the talk of, of around. Yeah. Yeah. It was around November. Now I think about it, around that crown jewel. And they were saying maybe uh, they, they're going to have Shane go heel next year. Okay. Okay. So when I heard that, and then when I'm seeing the way this story goes, I'm like, you know what? I can buy that. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm putting two and two together. Okay. I guess the other thing, too, is uh, a Miz uh, face run. Like, I don't know that that really works overall. I think that it works with. I, I think it will against a heel. Then if Daniel can remain heel, that's the question, though. I 
I don't know if Dan, Daniel can remain healed by the summer, but we'll see. But if he can. So you think that this is building towards a Miz versus Shane uh, WWE championship feud with with. Oh, no, 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 no. Miz, I, I think WrestleMania is going to be Miz versus Shane, you know, and, you know, and Shane right. going healed because of that. But for the summer, I think it would be Miz. And Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, right, right. Did I say Shane? Because right. that's what I meant. Like, yeah, Miz, you say Shane, man. I was like, sorry. oh, hell no, no. no. <laughs> Summer, Daniel, hell no. Yeah, no. Uh, that's that's my mind. Miz Daniel Bryan um, matchup with a face Miz and a heel Daniel Bryan. Right. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, that would definitely be a flip because of the the way that. Miz and, and Daniel Bryan's you know history has been, and we've seen them face off against each other with with opposite roles. So to flip that around and to have a, a, a face Miz, you know, would legitimately it would be an interesting uh, twist on their whole relationship. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's the way you'd be able to get another title run, or I, not a title run for the Miz, but him to to challenge the title for the ch- title. I don't Again, trust the fans the to, to stay on the Miz's side in that storyline. You know, like But that's the problem. I don't I even I don't even know if if Daniel Bryan can remain heel right. by the summertime. That's the issue because already right now on SmackDown, I already saw like, you know, uh banner saying I'm vegan. You know, fickle, fickle, fickle signs. I'm already seeing signs like that. Yeah. And that tells me like all right, so it, it, there's going to be a shift when he eventually he might he might become a face, yeah. Unless he he figure it out and and just keep on remaining heel. Like, what can he do to get more heel heat? Yeah, I, I with him I changing the belt, you know, him saying it's made out of hundred percent hemp, or just basically saying it's made out of weed, right? You know, you're you're you're, you're telling the you're telling the 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 people that to cheer you basically man <laughs> yeah, man we'll get to that that that's that's uh that's a topic in and of its own but yeah i just i think you're 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 i think you're on something i just feel like it they probably are gonna go in this direction but if they do you know i question like with the with the because we've seen a face miz before and we've seen it just not work. Like they, like it just the fans will eventually turn on him, and they prefer him as a as a heel, really. And because you need a good heel too, as well. Well, well, I think that, but I guess I don't know if the Miz has what it takes to really keep a fan base on his side as a true face. I think what works is if 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 it's going to work for the Miz, I think he has to stay. He can't change what he's doing now. He like a lot of the edge that he's gotten from uh, doing um, talking smack. Like he needs to keep that even as a face. That's really what it is. It, it would yeah, yeah. If he him. if he keeps with, if he keeps everything remains the same, you know, a heel making good points, so to speak. Right. He 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 was still. I think he would still get that that face reaction. Yeah, that that's that's how I think it could work. So I hope that he doesn't lose his edge with this storyline that he's in right now with with Shane. Like he needs to keep it and he needs to, you know, have more promos like with the Usos. You know, it would be real nice if he cut some promos that, you know, really sting the Usos a little bit like he did when, 
you know, he cut those promos on Daniel Bryan and on some of those other guys. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what uh, where the, what the future holds for for that. Um, we've been on this on this uh, match for a while, so I think we should move on at this point. But yeah, um, you know, Miz and Shane versus uh, the Bar, like we said, uh, the Miz and Shane are the new tag team champions. And um, yeah, there's there's a lot of potential for what's going to happen for this for their potential matchup at at WrestleMania, as we both are kind of predicting is going to happen. Um, all right, so let's move on to the Raw Women's Championship match. Uh, Ronda Rousey, who was the defending champion, versus Sasha Banks. Um, this one I put right up there with the Becky Lynch and Oscar match. You know, for me, the the women on this card killed it. Like they they just had they they had great matches on on both of those championship matches. The women's were all yeah. rumble too. I did enjoy that as well, but we'll get there. Uh, but the the women's championship matches, both of them, I think, delivered exactly what they needed to, and you know, stole the show. Both of them, really, for me. Um, you know, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I, you know what? I enjoyed this more than the Oscar and Becky Lynch, but it's it, you know, both matches are still good. They were so good. It's like saying like that was an A and that was an A plus. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I mean. I guess comparing the two matches for me, the the Oscar Becky Lynch matchup, there's just something I, I don't know. I think <sighs> Ronda Rousey, I think, might be the reason why I'm I'm putting the Oscar Becky Lynch match over the Ronda Rousey Sasha Banks match. I think Ronda Rousey for me, like she's she's been great in the ring. I don't have any issue with her in-ring ability or anything like that, but there's something like that's missing for me with Ronda Rousey right now. Um, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I get more excited about, or I was, I was going into this really excited about both matches, but I was mm-hmm. more excited about the Oscar Becky Lynch matchup, the Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks match. I think what it is, is with, with this one, I, there was never a, a point where I really believed Sasha Banks was going to win. It feels like it's clear that Ronda Rousey is their pick to go to WrestleMania and be in that main event. So it takes a little bit away from the story aspect of this because it's pretty predictable what's going on with Ronda Rousey. You know, so I think that's the issue that I have. Like Ronda herself is, I think she's she's doing a great job. Again, in ring, she just continues to get better. It's selling like we talked about a little bit last time. Um, Her moveset is great. Um, she she had to add a new wrinkle because what was cool about this matchup was Sasha Banks worked her over really well, uh, tried to tap her out a bunch of times like she promised she would. She said she was going to tap yep. Ronda out, and she really tried to do that. Um, and she had shown that she had been working because there was a uh, you know a little bit of uh, in the in the commentary they were saying Sasha had been working with you know certain wrestlers to try to to try to uh, prepare for Ronda Rousey. And you could see there was an extra tenacity around Sasha and, and around submissions specifically. She she brought in a couple new submissions for herself to try to get Ronda to tap. Um, and Ronda, at the end of the day, was not able to tap out Sasha Banks. She actually had to to use a pin uh, to a pin attempt to be able to beat Sasha Banks. So that was a uh, the first time that we had seen Ronda not actually tap out one of her one of her competitors for this championship belt. Um, so that was that was interesting to see too. So overall, the the matchup in and of itself, just looking at how the two competed against one another, it was really interesting. They told a great story. Um, Sasha 
I thought, I mean, Sasha is is my favorite of all the uh, the, uh, the women's competitors in the WWE right now. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a big... Do you think she had the best match out of all the horsewomen was with Sasha so far? Well, besides Becky, because she haven't had a match with Becky. Right. Besides Becky. This was Ronda's best match. Yes. This one with Sasha was her best match. I think the story that they told um the the fact that even though i didn't believe that ronda was gonna win looking at the match in itself sasha did a great job of working her over and showing uh that ronda can be vulnerable that ronda is beatable even though because we're anticipating wrestlemania we're all expecting ronda to win but uh sasha was good at applying or, or showing that she was applying damage to her limbs and like weakening her, weakening, weakening her up. And Ronda was doing a good job of selling those injuries and showing some vulnerability and showing like she's not just this machine who can is just going to run through everybody. Like eventually, she could potentially wear down, you know, from all of the 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 damage she takes over the course of a match and. And two, she's doing the open challenges after she wins, and so eventually, yep. maybe she's just. Gonna she had a match with Bailey, which was she good. She had a match with Bailey, and <laughs> that one too. Like Bailey tried to tap her out, and she worked her over. Exactly. Like her, uh, yeah. They sold that her leg gave out, and so they're they're showing that she's. So is that the story that they're going for? So like basically, she, well, she didn't lose to, well, yeah, she didn't lose to Charlotte. No, she didn't. She Charlotte. Didn't. I think yeah. I think they're just trying to show her as being more human. In the beginning, it was like she was just a machine. She was unbeatable. Like, you know, there's no way that any one person is going to be able to beat Ronda Rousey. That was the way it was set up in the beginning. Now, yeah. I think it's more like, you know, Ronda is human. She can get she can take damage. She can get hurt. Um, and maybe the amount of times that she's defending the championship is starting to take a toll on her. So that by the time she gets to Becky, because there's still two pay-per-views left and Ronda's competing on Raws as well. Like by the time she gets there, she might be so banged up that it, it'll just take the right move at the right time to to maybe not tap her out, but to pass her out or to get a pinfall victory. Um, so I, I do like that about how they're doing the, the story. Um, yeah, so I, I do think that's where it's going. But overall, yeah, this matchup. Sasha, um, one thing I really love too is after the match, they did try to do the the handshake at the end, but Sasha threw up the four for the four horsewomen. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Like Sasha was defiant yep. at the end. And um I it, it alluded to you know a potential matchup between the four horsewomen of the WWE versus the four horsewomen of MMA, which I think would be a lot of fun if if they actually do that. Um but uh, yeah, man, just just again, this this match and the Oscar Becky Lynch match for me were the top two matches of the night for sure. Um, just both the all all four of the women involved brought their A game, and I, like I said, the only reason why I would put the Becky Lynch Oscar match over the Ronda Rousey Sasha Banks match is because with Ronda it just seemed more predictable that Ronda was going to win, whereas with Oscar and Becky it was just it was more up in the air. Like I could have seen Becky win, yeah. and and you know it go their way in that match. So that that's 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 why I felt that way about those. Okay. Yeah, with me, man, well, I think in the first 90 seconds of the match, I felt like even though it, it went like a little bit back and forth, that Sasha was getting her ass whooped. Okay. In the first like minute and a half, you know, especially on the outside. And then uh, Rousey kind of 
kind of held her up and was just you know working her and then that's when she missed with her and hit her elbow on the ring post mm-hmm. and I, I love that show you know showing the graphic going out uh showing you know because she oh, hit yeah, it that was yeah. cool yeah yeah and that's when sasha took advantage of of the mistake that was cool of that storytelling right there like the mistake that to led of uh led to ronda rousey getting getting her elbow all messed up from sasha banks uh, I love her using part part of her was it clothing to get leverage on that on the bake statement. Yeah, because she couldn't get it because of her arm because because of her elbow because her arm was getting worked up. So she tried to use part of her clothing and wrap it around her, right. her mouth or her neck and try to use that leverage. She, she had part exactly, of her, exactly. wrap from her from Sasha's arm. She used her own wraps to then wrap around. She put it in her mouth. She actually put the wraps yeah. in ronda rousey's mouth and like tugged on it and like was pulling ronda rousey's head back you yes the, the yes. <laughs> that, yeah that was yes. crazy. that yes that was a great visual right there oh love the three amigos <laughs> I, I that couldn't be that couldn't be any more perfect from her yeah like i wish they would have got the third one off but okay we got we got we got two of them Right. I take two out of three, <laughs> but that was cool. She was like, "You want to see some wrestling?" And she ended up doing the Three Amigos. I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. Uh, that reverse from Sasha Banks into the Piper's uh, from the from the Piper's Pit into the Bake Statement was sick. Yeah. I think Ronda was going for the second Piper's Pit, and then uh, Sasha reversed it into the Bake Statement. I love that, and I love the final sequence when basically route. Uh, Rousey had the what was it the gut wrench, and that was a sick gut wrench she did on Sasha. Yeah, and then uh, right from there, right into the Piper's pit, and one, two, three, man. Yeah, so yeah. you know, going going uh, from here, I mean, Ronda Rousey. Now uh, we know from Raw that her next, well, at WrestleMania, if Ronda Rousey gets there as champion, she'll be going against Becky Lynch. Um, yep. So Becky Lynch, yeah, she showed up on Raw and she basically said, look, I don't need time to figure out who I want to face. I want to face, go up against you. And uh, I just real quick want to talk about what happened on Raw with this. So Ronda was getting booed like she was getting the business from yeah. the Raw crowd. And yeah. clearly the reason why she was getting that, at least to me, is because everybody is behind Becky Lynch. So this is going to be a real interesting uh, build up to this because you know they're not going to be able to talk um, have Becky all the time on on Raw. Becky's probably still going to be on SmackDown while they're trying to build this up, but maybe here and there she'll be on on Raw. So Ronda is going to continue to you know defend the title and do what she's doing on Raw, but she's she's going to get booed. So it, it, the the Ronda is going to this is going to be a real challenge for her, and I'm I'm curious to see how Ronda holds up to the booze because in the beginning when they were booing her they actually rattled her and she made a comment she said okay you got me to stutter and yeah but i i, I gotta put an asterisk marks on that crowd because that's not a true crowd of a phoenix that's more of a wrestlemania crowd because real quick uh royal rumble man i got the wrestlemania vibe when i was looking at the stadium it just felt like wrestlemania it like did. came early it did so it so I, I believe the crowd it, it was it was people from all over man that, that was a that was a special crowd it's one of the rest is one of those post mania crowds so you so you're saying so I, I don't think it's gonna stick i think next week maybe a couple booze but nothing like close to what we got uh this past monday mm. i disagree i disagree because ah. i've been feeling ah. 
I've okay. been hearing, I've been hearing <laughs> the mixed reactions now for a while for for Ronda. And I think that when when something like that happens, because because again, we now are building towards Ronda and and Becky. So I think every time the crowd sees Ronda, they're going to be thinking about Becky. She's going to get the Becky chance, and I think the crowd just wants to see this matchup and wants to see Becky beat Ronda Rousey. And I also think that that the fans, I'm not, I guess I'm not sure that the fans are going to want to completely turn on Ronda, but it's more about Becky and just how popular Becky is and wanting her to win. So I, I, I actually think the next time we see Ronda Rousey on Raw that she'll get some booze again. Maybe not like like in the beginning, like that that next week's Raw when she shows up. You know, to your point, you're saying that it'll be it won't be as loud as it was at this Raw, and I can uh-huh. see that. You know, but I do think that she will still get booed, and I think that um, there is a chance that over time. As this, as we get closer and closer to to uh, WrestleMania, that the booze will get louder and louder. So I'm curious as to how Ronda is going to deal with that if that is the case. I mean, hopefully, you know that isn't the case, and that she she like it, it becomes more of a like Ronda Becky. These two popular superstars are going to go against each other, and both you know both of them have their their dueling chance and everything. Like that'd be cool, but there's I just feel like that's not. At the end of it, that's not going to be what happens. That that Ronda is going to start to get more booze. She's not, I don't I don't see her being a heel or turning or whatever. But um, I just have a feeling, given how even before this, there were some some mixed reactions and some booze in the crowd for Ronda Rousey already. That this may be this is going to be a challenge for Ronda to fight through. And I guess one of the reasons, too, I wanted to bring this up is I actually want to commend Ronda Rousey for how she handled the booze when Becky Lynch showed up. Because Becky Lynch came and, you know, she said, I'm going to be challenging you. And the crowd did not want to let her, not want to let Ronda Rousey speak as she was, you know, giving her promo to Becky Lynch, to Becky Lynch's face. But Mm. Ronda just fought through it. And she gave her, you know, her... uh, you know, reasons why she's going to beat Becky and she went at it. And there was a passion that Ronda had and like a, a, a fierceness to what she was saying, even amongst the booze that I really liked. And I think that that's how Ronda's going to have to do this if the booze do get louder. Exactly. Louder. We, we need to see more of that and not more all these words you're trying to say in 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 five seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like, it's like, it's like two tales of Ronda. You got the one. Who's trying to say so much in so little time, and you got the other one who you know who who drops that and gives you the fiery, the the passion of 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 love and wrestling. But yeah, you, know, you have this other side like what? Well, it's when Hold Ronda on. Rousey. Hold on. I need to re- I need to rewind. I need to rewind this and watch this again. Well, when Ronda Rousey tries to be really respectful to another superstar, it's boring. And when Ronda Rousey actually says, "You know what? I could kill you if I want to." but I just choose not to like that. That is like some real stuff because of how she's trained and you just, you believe it. And it's like, Ooh, like she just put that off, man. Like when, when Ronda Ronda just takes off the filter and just says whatever she wants to say, it is entertaining. And you just, you, you like when she talked about Nikki Bella and, and like how the whole John Cena scenario, when she brought that up, that came out of nowhere. I was not expecting anybody to say anything about what had happened with Nikki and John Cena and Ronda Rousey. Hell yeah. 
you know, and that was great. Everybody was like, damn. <laughs> and when Ronda tries to say, you know, Sasha, I respect you, and you really showed that, you know, you are uh, whatever, it's like, okay, we don't really care about that. Like, that does what is that? I'm not entertained by that. It's boring to hear you talk like that. Like, she's not, that's not her strong suit, you know, is, is that whole respect side. Um, so I, I think for for me with Ronda, Ronda, I want to see um, if the booze do stick around. I want her to fight through it just the way that she did with with Becky face to face. I mean, it was a, just a not to sidetrack us too much, but Roman Reigns uh, was was uh, went through a lot of this too, where people would just boo and they wouldn't let him get a word out, and he would just kind of like you know, hold the mic up to his mouth. He's about to say something and then they would start to boo. And then he just like kind of wait for them to quiet down or whatever. And it was just real awkward, you know? And I, I I always felt like this is, there's, it just, I I wish he would have done what Ron did. You know, I wish he would have just been like, you know, I'm going to just speak real and just get this out and through the booze, just say what I have to say. And if they're going to boo louder, let them boo louder. I'll just talk louder. Well, that's the difference between being, you know, being the man and just being another guy. Like if, if you want to be the face of that company, show me you be the face of that company because that's something John Cena cut like a, a promo with his eyes closed. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what made John Cena so good. You know, he could just, he can eat, he can basically have eat, he can have that crowd, you know, just eat from the palm of his hand, man. That's how good John Cena is. That's how good, you know, uh The Rock was, even Stone Cold. And then sometimes even Triple H at times, you know, if he didn't get a little too speechy at sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, that that's the difference, man. It is 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 you you letting these these wrestlers, you know, not showing who they really are. You give them these these scripted promos and act like robots, and you can tell when Ron is Rousey's, you know, reading the script because, like, who talks like that in real life? Right, right, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, more to come, you know, in the in the coming weeks for for the Ronda Rousey Becky Lynch build up and whether. She gets booed loudly again or not, but um, you know it's going to be a real interesting road to WrestleMania for for both of them. And again, you know it's we're assuming that it's going to be Ronda and and Becky. Now I do have kind of a a theory about where they're going with Becky Lynch's injury. You know where maybe they're going to try to pull some shenanigans, but I'm, I I'm, see it too, man. Right, and I'm I'm. I'm hoping for a one-on-one Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey matchup, but I I just feel like and we talked. Oh, about- you changed your mind on me because I thought last week you wouldn't mind a triple threat because I said I wanted one-on-one. Well, what what I was saying is that I that's what I see coming. You know, I felt like the matchup that they wanted when Ronda Rousey got signed was Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. You know, that's what I felt like the, the company wanted. And Becky Lynch basically pulled a Daniel Bryan and is forcing her way to the main event. But yep. now I'm thinking, and and again, last week, that the, my thought process is they may want to try to have their cake and eat it too, like have both of them by, you know, having some kind of triple threat matchup. Now, the match I would prefer, given 
where that the fact that Ronda and Becky have never faced off one on one before, and seeing Raw now would be Ronda and Becky one on one. Like that, that match would be great. Now, would I? I wouldn't mind a triple threat. Um, but if I had to choose, like if I'm booking it right now, I would say Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. The yeah, way I think this, they're going, I think they're this story demands a one on one. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't need a triple threat. I think it would just water it down. Uh, it, these are just one of these matches that that when I see on the poster, I need to see round. I need to see Ronda Rousey going against Becky right across. They're staring at each other, not seeing three. On the headliner, I need to see just see two Rousey and Becky Lynch. Yeah, it's it's gonna be like I said, it's gonna be an interesting road because I, I'm I'm starting to see again, and you you kind of alluded to it too that you're seeing it as well that the the Becky Lynch injury that they're playing with right now and her not wanting to get medical attention, like, and she doesn't need to spend any more time on the shelf, like. I, I'm I'm starting to wonder whether or not they're gonna try to say, well, she's not medically cleared, and you know we're not gonna let her wrestle, so we need a replacement, and that maybe Charlotte is the replacement. Now, you know, with that, <laughs> I, I just feel like everything is still leading towards some kind of triple threat match because Becky's gonna be there; she's gonna be in the main event. But I just have Charlotte go against Oscar, man. Rematch no, for the belt this I, time. They, they, they don't. I don't think they want that. I don't think they want that. I think they, they, they. Since it happened last year, I don't think they want to do that matchup. I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again, but why not, man? Why, why not? Why? How come you cannot tell the story of that Charlotte can't beat Oscar at WrestleMania? Because, because I think they want. First of all. The main event this year is going to be a women's championship match. The absolute last match of the year, Ronda Rousey is going to be in the main event. And I think what they, again, their thought process was put Charlotte Flair because she is the best in women's division and she's got all the tools and it just makes sense you know, to have her there. And Becky Lynch is throwing a, a, a curveball in those plans. So to have Ronda Rousey, the baddest one on the planet, to have Charlotte Flair, the, the daughter of you know one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and to have Becky Lynch, the man, the the fan favorite, the person that the crowd loves the most, all together in the main event at WrestleMania. That to me just, just seems like the match that they trust to headline the show. If it to to be the first ever main event women's match, I feel like they that entire package is the one that Vince is salivating over the most. And if not for what Becky's doing, it would have been just been Charlotte. But Becky has has forced her forced their hands to say there's no way they cannot have her be a part of it as big as she's been because that match get moved, you know. So you have to put her in the match, but they want they want that flair name in that match. It has nothing to do really with with Asuka and Charlotte and what that matchup could be. It's about having this be the first ever women's championship match or women's match to be the main event of of WrestleMania. And I don't think they they see Yeah, but it doesn't need to be a triple threat though. It needs to be on a level as 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 men. Like Rock versus Stone Cold. Like Stone Cold versus Triple H. Not Triple H versus Stone Cold versus versus the Rock. 
Yeah, I mean, mano y mano, man. I don't, I don't, that's how it. I like. I know what they're trying to go for, yeah. but it doesn't need to be that way. And actually, you can even tell a better story. You can have Charlotte go against Oscar, get the belt, have Becky get the belt, have uh Banks and Becky, I mean uh Bailey, win the tag team belts. If if the Riot Squad wins uh, against Elimination Chamber, and then have them drop it against them, and you got the four hosts, all will go, bam. Yeah, I mean, that's that, and I, I see that, and that would be amazing too. I just feel like, well, I guess just to, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, you mentioned, you know, Rock, Triple H, and Stone Cold, you know, at WrestleMania. We never got that matchup at WrestleMania. Are you saying that a matchup like that, those three guys wouldn't have been something that you'd be excited about? Or you would have been? No, no, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, you that those wasn't, you, you didn't hear matches like that, you know, it wasn't a lot of, we're getting more multi-man woman matches than we did 10 years ago now. Like before it was all about one-on-one and I, and I missed that. I missed the, and now it's just like, Oh, triple, triple threat, federal four way, six way elimination, whatever. It, it always has to be some type of multi-man slash woman match. I just want, well, WrestleMania one match championship well, or well, WrestleMania have to be one more. woman against another woman. WrestleMania though have traditionally been one on one though. Like it's it's not a, a thing usually that they have. That that's usually the WWE way is that the WrestleMania main event is typically a one on one match. That, that that's to be fair to the company a little bit. Like I, I get what you're saying about in general we're getting a lot of matches like that. But at WrestleMania though, that, that's that actually is kind of a a different thing to see multiple people in a in a in the main event of a WrestleMania to match up. Like when we got Daniel Bryan versus uh Triple H, no, Daniel Bryan versus uh Batista and Randy Orton. Like that is not something that we had really seen all that often as the main event of of the show of the WrestleMania. So, I mean, I guess where I challenge it is that's one of those matches that I wish I I could have seen would have been a, a Triple H versus The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at the main event of WrestleMania. Like, that right there, I would have went nuts for if that had ever happened, man. <laughs> to be honest with you. And to say that the belt is on the line, like, you're talking about three of the best wrestlers ever going against each other in the main event of WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. Like, I, I would want to have that WrestleMania on Blu-ray and just, like, put that on a shelf somewhere and say, yeah, I saw that, I got that, I own that, you know? So, so... So so hold on hold on so so hold on so you say so say if you never you never seen Stone Cold like Stone Cold and The Rock never face each other but they have a triple threat match so you saying you willing to accept that? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that instead of because in this case that's not what is being proposed. You know what 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 I'm saying is that in this scenario, we're just talking about taking three of the best right now and putting them in a match with each other, not looking at you know, the future, especially one of them or two of them going to Becky, one -on -one. Becky and, and Rousey never faced each other. This is the first time, and you're going to dilute it with a with a triple with a triple threat because of Charlotte because of her name. I I don't know, man. I can't do that. I can't do that. It would be different if they fought fought before. Okay, cool. I'm down with a triple threat. They they are everybody fit, fought each other before in that in, in that circle. But that's not the but that's not the but it's not the instance for that, man. 
it's there's something to like if they've never fought before the two of them fighting you know one-on-one in that first ever matchup i hear you there i definitely you know that's why i said if it was me booking it you know i would be saying becky lynch versus versus ronda rousey one-on-one like that's the matchup that i would want to see what i all i'm saying is i can see the writing on the wall that it seems like that's where that that's the way that they're writing it you know that there's there's a built-in excuse for why they may want to to say for the story that they're going to pull Becky from that match, right? And so the next logical person would be Charlotte. But then Becky, I could see getting herself back in that matchup because she'll say, no, I am ready to compete. But since they've already said, well, it's Charlotte versus Ronda, now they'll be like, well, we'll just have it be a triple threat. Like, I'm I'm just saying that that seems to be where this whole thing is going. And given what I had been hearing about in terms of when Ronda first came that it was going to be Ronda and Charlotte at some point at WrestleMania. I think that Becky basically has just made it that made this situation a little bit more complicated for the WWE. So they're trying to figure out a way to have everything that they want all in one match. Would it dilute the match to have all three of them together? I think that there's, there's since they've never faced each other before, I think there is truth to that because now we're not going to get that Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch for the first time going against each other one on one. But do I? And that's think what that, we need. But I, do I think that the first ever um, women's main event matchup being Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte as the first one ever for the Raw Women's Championship would that be something that? I would be mad at necessarily or or looking and say, man, that wasn't a great match. I don't know that I, I would agree with that. I think it could still be pretty damn amazing to have all three of them and and respect like, you know, you're in a way like for the match in itself, looking at that matchup, the Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey matchup, I want to see that match definitely. But looking at the magnitude of what the shark putting Charlotte in there, what it would look like and taking that on its own, not looking at it like, okay, we're, we're losing out on Becky Lynch versus Ronda, but looking at it like we're getting three of the top women in the first ever main event with featuring women. Like there's something cool about that too. You know, so it's not an instead of I'm, I'm looking at it more as like, that that also was amazing, and and there's a part of me that would just be like, I'm I'm excited either way, um, and do and I still want to see Becky versus Ronda. We're gonna get that moment. Let's say they do do this, you know, we'll get the moment. But I hear what you're saying too about it being diluted. So I, I'm conflicted on how I feel about the whole thing. I really am, you know. It, it, David Hafiz, just pick a side. It, I, I just well and. You know, if if you're telling me like, hey, how would you book it? Are you asking me how would I book it? I, I told you it would be Becky versus. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I'm just again yeah, just going with. I'm I'm looking at how they're writing the story right now, and it seems like we're gonna get it. it's a triple threat based on some of the hints that we're getting in the storyline. So you know, that just seems to be where we're at. All right, man. Fair enough, man. I'm not going to even try to debate that with you because I feel like I can go. We can go back and forth. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, and I don't even think it's uh like we're disagreeing on on what the match you know should be or how we would book it. You know, I think we're uh-huh. in agreement of how we would book it currently. I think what what I'm yeah. speaking to, what I'm trying to get across, that what I'm speaking to is 
with the way the WWE is writing the storyline right now, it seems like we're heading towards a triple threat. Whether that's right or wrong is is not, you know, I, I'm, I, I would rather see the one-on-one match. I would. I would rather see that one-on-one match, but we may not get that. Um, if, if we get a triple threat, I honestly won't be as excited for the main event uh, if we was to get, like, just one-on-one Becky and, and Ronda. That's that's more the because to me because to, the, to me it's just too much if if it's a triple threat too much can, can go on I want to see I would I want to see like no interference no like I want to see like a clean win not like oh Becky beat Ronda but she ended up pinning Charlotte for the you know to get the title mm-hmm. what is that yeah uh, I hear you I, hear <laughs> I can't you. I can't do that man I can't do that. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on. Let's move on because we got to talk about the the women's Royal Rumble matchup. Um, so why don't you start that off? Like, what were your overall thoughts on the women's Royal Rumble? This was my favorite match on the card, man. Yes, I, I love the women's. It was, uh, and then I noticed that it was no, what was it no Hall of Famers, no divas, no. It was just NXT, and they used their own roster, which was. Cool. I, I I enjoyed that, man. I thought uh now the top three women I got for times, I got Natalia, she was the iron woman with 56 minutes, and then Ember was close with 52, and then Charlotte was uh 50, man. So that was the top three women with 50 minutes and above in uh Royal Rumble, man. And uh oh yeah, the NXT standouts, Rhea Ripley. Oh my god. She she's she's a beast. She needs to be on the main roster, man. She needs to come to Raw. I I could see her just just marking her stamp in the division. Uh, and another one, Casey. Uh, she is the girlfriend of Ricochet. I'm trying to think of her last name. She was doing this gymnastics stuff in the Royal Rumble. Do you recall? Zara, I think her name, last name was. Yeah, yep, that's it, man. And she did like this twist move off the top rope to, yeah. I think, almost eliminate Alicia Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, man, I, I love, I love the NXT uh, debuts, uh, like Kari Sang. Uh, what is it? Io Shirai, love her. Now. <laughs> this caught me off guard. I didn't think I would notate this, but I did. I love Alicia Fox entrance. Oh my god. That 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 was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, just don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> just don't leave. Keep on being you. Because oh. she she came in here doing that. I don't know what she did, but she had me busting up, man. She she she's just enjoyable to watch, man. Man. That that that's <laughs> Look, this is another example of how, like, sometimes me and you, we differ on on just how we watch or view wrestling a little bit because that that almost took me out of the Royal Rumble match. Right? <laughs> the whole thing with, with um, oh, gosh, what's her name? Um, Maria Canellis. You know, just yeah. them back and forth and, like, the, the dance that they did and then uh, – I'm like the two of them are like the that, that see that was a little that that was a little bit silly. I, I get that. I okay. get that. But I, I I did like you know I like her part in the entrance and then even Selena Vega with uh, 
Hornswoggle. That that was funny. I like that. Funny. That was funny. I, yeah. I love Zelina Vega. She's just, you know, she, she I, I I love her. So I don't know that I could I could accept a little bit. But with Alicia Fox, I feel like she just goes a little too extra sometimes, and it just when you say it takes you out of it, some of the things that happen to Russell like that for me can get kind of like, okay, what are we doing? She's just a little too much. Yeah. But. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Uh, I was shot by Liv Morgan. I thought she would have did a little something, but eight <laughs> seconds in the Royal Rumble. Okay. And then Naomi, a minute and 30. Yeah. And then, yeah. And Sonya Deville, man, bottom three, man. She was, she was a little bit better, but four and a half minutes. Yeah. Eliminated by Alexa Bliss. That's yeah. disappointing because Sonya Deville, you know, I, I I don't think I've gone on record yet about this, but I feel like she's the most underrated uh, woman on the roster right now. You know, she's she's not – or not even un, most underrated and most underutilized woman on the roster right now. Mm. She needs to do more. They need to, they need to use her better because I, I feel like whenever I see her wrestle, there's an intensity to her style that I think would be – that is fun to watch, and we just don't see it. Yeah, because she mixed that MMA with with wrestling, which Ronda does too. Yeah. Like she's using what she learned in MMA and mixing it in a wrestling style, which makes it more realistic when you think about it, man. Yeah, like when when you look at it visually, man. When like when Ronda was going against Sasha Banks, with you know, with the whole. I think she did like a running knee kick or something like that, or a running and then like a flying elbow. Like some of these UFC moves, man, it, it looked good in wrestling. So, so, uh, and I and I think that's what makes her look good because she she does this. Sonya Deville does the exact same thing. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, what was it? No. Yeah. But yeah, that was my overall thoughts on on the women's Royal Rumble, man. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I I think it was the longest match on the card, just over an hour and twelve minutes. But I enjoyed every minute of it man yeah it was fun i mean um we, you had asked me last week uh iron woman like who i thought was going to be that person and it ended up being natalia i picked ember moon it was actually really close because natalia lasted what 56 minutes and one second they have and ember moon yeah yeah was 52 yeah. minutes 23 seconds yeah yeah so that yeah. you know yeah i remember i changed my pick from naya to ember because you convinced me I was like, yeah, yeah, Ember sounds 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 right. good. Right. It just seemed yeah, like, it was almost right. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She's destined to be a women's champion, and they they definitely, I think, you know, like what she does in the ring and just her overall presence and and her character is just feels everything is great. So to continue to push yeah. her, it just made sense, and she looked really good. Now, I, I didn't remember her not having any elimination so that part of it is a little weird that she didn't actually eliminate anybody but you know the fact that she lasted as long as she did i think still had her coming out looking good in the in the matchup um and yet natalia no well ember moon ember moon didn't eliminate anybody yeah zero eliminations yeah yeah you're right she was limited yeah she was eliminated by alexa Alexa yeah you're right yeah yeah so that, that part is a little surprising that she wouldn't have eliminated one person. But I think she, it, in, in, in the moment, just watching the matchup, like that wasn't even something that I noticed. So it, it didn't hurt her at all. Um, and Natalia, yeah, they just continue to, to be behind Natalia and, and look to make her, you know, look good and continue to build her up. So maybe there's plans for her as well in the future, at least – as, as far as this went, because 56 minutes, you know, being that person, that iron woman, 
You know, that's that's yep. usually a sign that they want they want to to continue to push that person. So, I mean, I I go back and forth with Natalia because she to me like as a as a women's champion, I don't know that that that's something that I'm excited to see. You know, there was a time where I actually was was hoping that like we we it sounds bad now because I you know I, I'm actually rooting for Natalia um, currently, but there was a point during uh, her push earlier that I'm like, man, I'm just tired of Natalia. Like if she just wasn't on TV anymore, I'm just I'm, I'd be okay with that because there's other women yeah. that I want to see get these opportunities. Um, but was it because she was doing that whole cat thing? Well, there was that, and just I don't know. I just not. I've just never been an Natalia fan, you know. But yeah. I'll be honest about it. Like when when her father passed, that that kind of emotionally had me feeling for her, and like just watching her continue to compete while going through that that emotional you know moment in her life. You know, I I, I root for her now. You know, I'm just like I, I want her yeah. to to join what she does and. Like who am I to say that she should stop? You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm really rooting for her to continue to 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 do what she's doing. Just continue to be a part of the the roster and continue to to uh, just have great matches. And she's she's enjoying. It. And um, yeah, man, she's she's it, it was so it was cool. It was cool for her to get that that Iron Woman uh, uh, moniker for for the for the Royal Rumble. So that was cool, but. Um, I guess standouts uh, beyond that, um, Lacey Evans started, and I was kind of surprised that she was the number one uh, entrant. I, I expected her to be in the Rumble, but as number one, that was interesting. Um, and she came off looking looking good. In the beginning, it was kind of rough. She she had a she was a little bit sloppy. Um, there was a couple. Yeah, of- she was missing a kind of missing some moves with yeah. uh, with Natalia. I'm like. Yeah. Kind of slipped a couple times, right? Yeah. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. But as as it went on, <laughs> she, got, she got a little bit better. And her with Charlotte was interesting too, because there's a lot of comparisons made between the two of them. So you know, yeah, that was, they they had that you know staring at each other. Yeah, the stare down a little bit. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. They're very similar to each other. So you know that that they are destined to have some views down the road. So that'll be cool. Um, Nikki Cross, man, she's my favorite. Like, I feel like Nikki Cross right now. I mean, Sasha Banks overall, like I said earlier, that's that's my absolute favorite right now in terms of the women's division. But Nikki Cross is just growing on me, and she's just so fun to watch, man. Like, I just yeah. I, every time she she shows up on television, I just get happy and excited to to see what she's gonna do. And um, she just has that character down. Pat, and she's so oh yeah she knows her character she yeah. knows the, the mannerisms what yeah. to do what to say with that with that character man yeah it just sucked that she had to get eliminated by billy Kay and peyton royce oh my god i'm i'm over it with with the iconics man like i'm just i'm i'm i think i'm done like i i keep yeah. wanting to believe that yeah. that they're gonna get better in the ring and just be more interesting but i just don't care mm-hmm. anymore like I just, I'm praying that they don't win the the women's tag team championships, but I have a bad feeling they will. Um, so you know, I, I, the, the Riot Squad looks looks pretty primed to get that. They, I think they do, but I just, I don't know. They impressed me in the Royal Rumble, man. The way it was just yanking out women, beating them up, throwing them back out, and then throwing them over the ring. Yeah, that was that was nice. It's just. Right now, with the with the women's tag team championship, it seems like it'd be Sasha and Bailey as the number one picks, 
maybe after that, Naya and uh, Tamina are the most intimidating because they they just have the power uh, game going on right now. Um, and then after that, just I don't know the Riot Squad. That's another all the Raw uh, uh, tag teams. It just seems to make sense for any of them to get it, but. There's something I feel like the the WWE wants to push Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. They just like them because they they this get this uh, shtick that they've had for the since they came where they come to the ring and they let them talk in the mic for however long and it just comes off as awkward and not funny and weird. But they keep going with it makes me think that someone back there really does believe in them. So the the next logical yeah. thing for them to do would be to put the belts on them and just see how that run would go. Um, so I, I just I don't know. I have a bad feeling that they're gonna win it, but I, I, I'm not. Hey, real quick, is your mic going? Is is your mic rubbing against your shirt? No. Well, you're hearing something? something. Yeah, I'm hearing something in the background. Oh, hold on, let me, let me make sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be more mindful of that. Um. So let's see what else. What else? Yeah, just um, overall, it was a fun. It was a fun uh, uh, rumble. You know, overall, the um, like you said, Casey Catanzaro. I remember seeing her in the uh, the May Young uh, Classic. You know, and she impressed me then too, uh, just with a lot of the like gymnastic moves that she can pull off. And, yeah, uh, she's just real American athletic. Ninja stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just a real, real uh, fun wrestler right now. So I just yep. – and, and when they – I think when somebody said that was – somebody on the commentary team, somebody said that was Ricochet's girlfriend. I'm like, well, yeah, I believe it. Look at the way she moves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they must be training together or something because the stuff that they – Exactly. Ring, both of them. I'm <laughs> bored, man. It's just not human. So, yeah, the, the safe yeah. that she had, she, she had the best – uh elimination save, oh, save of the night for sure. I thought yes. it was the best. Because yes. yeah, the hand that was, that was. to then grab the ring post with her legs and then pull herself up and then get to the apron. Like, man, that was awesome. It was better than Naomi's and then better than uh than Kofi's later on. Kofi Keeson's, yeah. So uh yeah, definitely that 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 honor goes to her for me for sure. But uh yeah man it was it's overall it was it was a it was a fun, fun matchup, man. I really enjoyed it too. Um, so then, let me see the next one. So that that does it for the for the women's Royal Rumble. We'll head over to the next match, which was one of the the uh, WWE Championship match: Daniel Bryan versus, or the new Daniel Bryan, sorry, versus AJ Styles. Um, talk about that a little bit. What were your thoughts on that match? Wrong match. On the card, wrong or placement. I would say okay. wrong placement. Okay. Wrong placement. Yeah, yeah. It's this is where you need a raw a water cooler match because you know because you could tell the the crowd wanted to get into it but they couldn't because they were just exhausted from the Royal Rumble from the women's Royal Rumble because I believe that was like an hour and twelve minutes. So for an hour and twelve minutes, you know, you're just watching this women's Royal Rumble. You're you're drilling going up and down. And then now you got AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, and then you're expected to, you know, keep pace with that. That was that was rough, man. That was hard for me on on me, uh, you know, because I barely written notes on this because I was like I was trying to get into it, but I couldn't because it was the it was just the placement where they put this match at. I believe. Remember, I said 
in the pre-show. They they should have just had two and put that third one on the main. Mm-hmm. This is where it needed to be. That that tag match, that tag team match, it could have went right here. Water cooler match. Oh, I don't give a damn. It's it's Bobby Roode and and get, I don't care. You you need something. Not AJ and and Brian and not Finn, not Brock. You need something. And we we couldn't get that. So, but the the match was good. It was just, you know, I, I think I, I was just exhausted for me to get into it. Maybe a gender Mahal. I'm serious, man. I'm serious. Oh man, Jenner Mahal segment. Just a shot. Hey man, uh, I'll find a way to get him up in here. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, so did you see the um, post matchup? Uh, interview with Daniel Bryan that they put up on uh, WWE.com? No, I missed that one. Okay. Um, You should. You should see it because I had a conversation with my brother about this matchup, and then I later on watched this post-interview with Daniel Bryan, and it kind of went exactly with what I I was feeling. Now, I hear you about it being – the matchup being uh, like it would have been good to have a filler match. But um, what I was feeling, what Daniel basically said was the WWE crowd, like when when AJ Styles needed the WWE universe the most, they sat on their hands and there was silence. And he called the crowd fickle. Now, what I said <laughs> my brother was, was something along those lines, which was like, it's sad how we we want, you know, AJ and, you know, the Samoa Joes and these guys to be in the main events and, you know, have the championship opportunities, you know, because these guys are like guys that we respect, you know, is like great competitors. Yeah. But then yep. it's been it, it's when matches come up, when they don't get that reaction, it's like, man, that that it's just it just seems like wow i don't know i just feel bad for for those guys and and i get nervous about okay if if we as the wwe universe don't react to those matches then we're opening the door for vince to to look at it and say well maybe they don't just don't care that much about them as they as so, they so where do you so where do you put blame at do you put it on the wwe fans or do you put it on the product of where they put this match at Right now, as as I'm thinking about it, and and when I when I finished seeing the match, where I put it was actually on the fan base. To be honest with you, you know that's what I was feeling because I'm mm-hmm. thinking back to to um, Money in the Bank in Chicago, and how the the crowd at the Allstate Arena, like, we, I mean that felt like a long pay per view in itself too. But man, it did. It, it was hot in there. That's it was hot. It was right. It was hot. <laughs> turn down the AC, but that, that's, a, that's for another story for another day. That's a rumor that I heard about um, because of booing Roman Reigns and all of that, but that's that's just a conspiracy theory. Um, <laughs> like, you know, the, 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 the AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura match at the All-State Arena, they, the fans went nuts for that. Like, we all Hell yeah. marked Hell out. yeah. It was a huge pop, and we, we did. was engaged, right? But every 
Shinsuke AJ Styles match before that just did not get that reaction. It just didn't happen. Now, there were some things that I was upset about with with uh, you know the low blows and how that storyline was going. But for the well, most yeah, part, yeah, it had some messy finishes, man. To like, I, yeah. But I think the storyline, the the matches themselves before those finishes were great, and people they, there still wasn't that reaction. It just seemed to be missing that energy from the crowd. You know, like even that WrestleMania match, the first one, you know, we didn't get that that like, you know, that that reaction that you would think you'd be getting from an AJ versus Shinsuke match. And that's how I felt about this match, too, with Daniel Bryan and AJ, that even my expectation is. When those two guys, with with the promos that they have been cutting, with how you know intense Daniel Bryan had been building up to this match, how intense that AJ Styles had been build, building up to this match, yeah, we just saw you know a long roar Rumble match, but I was hyped and ready for that match to come up, so I was I was locked in, and it kind of what sapped my energy actually was how silent it was. Then I started to just feel like. All right, what is going on? Like I'm questioning, like what? Why are the crowd? Like I'm starting thinking about the crowd. I already knew what it was, though, man. Because I think I speak for the masses because I felt it. I was I was exhausted by that long ass women's rumble. Yeah, it makes and- sense because it took me out of a, like because I was like I was shocked when the next match was D- AJ and Daniel. Bryan. I was like, oh wow, Re- already? I'm like I'm going in the kitchen. I'm about to grab another snack. Then I'm rushing back in the front room because I hear AJ Styles music, man. Yeah, I didn't then, think it would be be, be so that, soon. But then, like the the, I guess the counter for that for me is that. But I, I hear what you're saying. I get it. But then once it's AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, and with everything that they've done to build that up, like for the engagement to be so down, I get it that you're like, okay, I, it would be cool if there was a little bit of a break. But I mean, this. is AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, we may not see this matchup again. You know, so it doesn't matter, man. Like, if you once the mind is exhausted, it is exhausted. Like, damn it, you can have Batman, Superman right there in front of you, man, having a full out death match. But if the crowd's gonna be dead because they're exhausted, man, they're exhausted. Yeah, I I, I can't. That's that's how I can speak on it, man. It's like, like I wanted to get into it. And I and I said the match was good, but I couldn't get into it because I was already exhausted from from the w- w- women's uh, royal match. Like I was all in. Like I love AJ Styles and Dan- Daniel Bryan. Like AJ Styles, my one of my favorite wrestlers, man. I got like a whole bunch of wrestling uh, wrestling AJ Styles T-shirts, man. But when when the match came on. I, I I just couldn't get into it, man. I found myself more floating to my phone than than trying to pay attention to the to the match. Yeah, see, my, and, and, that my was, and that was crazy, man. Yeah, my reaction was like was once they went from the rumble to AJ and Daniel Bryan. I looked at my brother and said, "I'm glad that they're going right to this because this this momentum is great." Like we just came off of Becky Lynch. Just, you know, pulling out this amazing, like she's in this, she she wasn't in the Royal Rumble and then there's an injury. Now she is in the Royal Rumble. She just beat Charlotte. And now we're going to Daniel Bryan and AJ. Like I was excited. Like I was hyped up. What drained See, me? I looked at it different, man. Yeah. I expected a break from here and you wanted to keep on going. <laughs> I was ready, you know. And I, and I think and I think that's what it is, man. I think you're you're one of the few people who, who wanted to keep it going. I'm probably one of the masses that that was just tired. Like 
all right, we got Becky Lynch. Then we had a tag team match. And then we had the the Ronda Banks and then women's match. All right. Yeah. All right, give, give me a segment or something. Or something. I couldn't even get that. But a segment. So so what are we talking about here? Are we talking about like having a five-minute segment to then give you just five minutes to to you know unwind? Because the match probably went about 20 minutes. So five I don't know, minutes. man. You, you could have had a, a a concert. You man, get call up Flo Rob. Don't y'all got him on papers or something? Yeah, because they've done that before. Like, like exactly. You had that, you got a you got you got a big old stadium, 40,000 people. You could have did something for halftime, like, all right, everybody go get a break, go get some refreshments. We got Flo Rider kicking it off, so everybody can just, you know, get your energy back up. And and they didn't do that, man. They just thought we could keep it moving, but that wasn't the case. People got exhausted. You know, with that crowd, too, man. People flying from all over the country, too. That's what you got to think about. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, and it, it, it like, I just don't, I, I, just, I just don't buy it. I just don't. I feel like there, there is something to, like, because, again, this isn't the first time that people have been quiet around an AJ Styles match. This isn't the first time. This is, ha- this is actually a sad trend that is happening with AJ Styles matches. The Shinsuke AJ match in Chicago is like one example of where the the crowd was just engaged and it went great. But beyond that, I feel like more well, before that, that. Go ahead. I, I think it was. It, it never. I remember those matches. Even the first match at WrestleMania with Shinsuke, it never left. It never went past second gear. Right. It stayed in two gears. Right. And that's what it was. And that's and that's and that's not and that's on them on the performance. They need to come up. They, they, I don't know what they what they should have did, but it was right there that they they needed to kick kick it up another gear. But it all it always stayed in that second gear. See, I, see, I just agree because I feel like where where they're not kicking it into that extra gear is because all right, that's a, I'm, I'm gonna maybe take it a little bit more personal. As a DJ, right? Like for me, I feed off the crowd. If I'm hitting you yeah. with hits and I'm not hearing, I'm not feeling the energy from the crowd, then you know, there's a chance that I might just be like, all right, well, let me just tone this down a little bit because people aren't like, I'm just going all out a hundred, you know, hundred miles an hour and people yeah. aren't really, you know, into it. Maybe I have to change it up. Maybe I have to do something different, but there's a, it comes a certain point too, where you're like, am I just, and, and just looking at it from the rest point of view, am I, you may, they may even check out because they're not feeling like the crowd is into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's a partnership between both. Like the the WWE universe and the wrestlers both, there's there's an energy that the 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 fans can help the wrestlers to take it to that extra notch by being engaged in the matchup. Like if if people are yelling and screaming, I might be more in into the idea of taking that high spot and risking my body. But am I gonna risk my body if people are not really you know into this match? Like that that's a wasted spot. If I'm gonna go off the rope and try to put someone through a table, and then no one's really paying attention, like what was the yeah. point of that? You know, it's just. But usually, you know, it, it doesn't have to take a spot. It could be a reversal. It could be uh, a, a special move that it gets that crowd in that second gear. Yeah, and that's that's when I say it put. I have to put it on the, the performers then, 
Like, all right, we give you that energy first when you walk out. We're giving you all that energy, man. You got to feed off off that. If you can't, then who's that on? All right? And then you take that energy and you shift it into another gear. It's just – it's hard for me to believe. Like, it, watching those matches, like, even that first, that AJ-Shinsuke matchup. Like, AJ and Shinsuke are two of the best wrestlers in the world. So, where like, it, it's hard for me to say, oh, man, they – they, you know, just didn't give us that reversal or that extra move. Like yeah. their their move set, their general move set is like high level. You know what I'm saying? Like all of their the normal yeah. things that they do are like next level for anybody else on the on the on the roster. So for me, it's just hard to put it on that. It, it's more of a I feel like sometimes there is a complacency with the fan base. Like we just we don't we're, we 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 have to be engaged in these matches in order to let Vince know hey this is what we want to see and if we get those matches and we're not given that loud reaction then that op- like i said that opens the doorway for us to to not get these guys in the top spot i mean a guy like Shinsuke Nakamura you know is pre-show right now you know what i'm saying but let's say they put him in a main event spot if we don't mark you know if we don't go nuts for that, they may say, "Well, I guess it didn't work. Let's let's just put him back to being one of the mid card guys and try something different." You know, and I, I just I, I feel like I hear what you're saying. You know, and at the same time, it, it's it's I think I don't know, man. I, the, to me, the WWE universe does have a part to play. The fans have a part to play in what goes on, and we just gotta be engaged when we get these special type matchups, man. We may never get. Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles again. It may never. So let me break this down so so I understand clearly. So you're telling me, all right, like I'm gonna break this down as a businessman, a product. I got a product, and you telling me my product is fine. All right, my product is fine. I go I go sell it to these customers. They say it suck, but I'm saying, man, my product is fine. What are you talking about? It's 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 the shit. It's it's fine. All right. No, something wrong with you. Is that what you're trying to trying to tell me? What I'm trying to say is that product, the fans say they want that product. And you give them that product and then they don't buy it. That's what I'm saying. That we say we want AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. We want that match. And we get it. And then we say, Well, I'm too tired because you know, I just watched the the one hour Royal Rumble with the with the women in it. And now I don't now I don't need it. Now now it's okay. It's like I'm just too tired to get what I've been asking for. You know, like that's the part that bothers me. Like we we've that's the dream matchup. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. That's the product, right? And that's us asking for that product. Now we're saying, well, you know, I'm just I'm just too tired to really engage in that thing that I've been wanting. Like that's the problem I have with it. Like, this is what we've been asking for. So let's show that we, we want it. Like, we want this and we want more of this versus not reacting. And they say, well, I guess the product doesn't work. But to your point, now the thought process is why well, I guess this product is no good. I guess Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles is no good. You know, that's that's the way it kind of comes off. It's like we gotta try something different. We're gonna try to put another guy in that matchup with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, like let's find something else for him to do. And that that part of it is Yep. Or you know what? Maybe they're just seeing too much of AJ Styles, man. And they just need to I don't know, just to uh digress on that. Less is more sometimes. 
Uh, yeah, I just that's that's I guess that's tough for me to to even accept too, man. Because I, I I'm <laughs> you don't want to accept it. I'm trying to give. I'm trying to speak facts right here. I'm like, bro, so it's not the fans. I think it's I think I think, think it's the product. So you think that AJ Styles is stale now? That that we're, we're done with AJ Styles? Oh no, no! But I think he's in a rut though, because I think you know for over a year since he had that title, he he's been going hard, man. And I think he needs a break. So I think that's a different conversation now that we're having. Well, yeah, yeah. It it was more about the way that the the pay per view was paced, right? But now we're getting to more of which I think that's probably more more. um, I can accept that reasoning more than people were just too tired after that match if you're trying to tell me that people are tired of aj Styles specifically then you know i feel like that is more acceptable even though i personally don't agree with that and even though i personally want to see more of aj styles because i just think he's just one of the best people doing it right now but you know there that that could be a sad truth about the situation that you know, the WWE Universe, even though it seems like they want AJ Styles, maybe, you know, they actually are kind of tired of AJ Styles. Maybe that's the truth. You know what I'm saying? And that's sad, you know, to, to me, you know, in general. But I could I can accept that more than it was just because of the way that the 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 pacing of the Royal Rumble went. I'm going to go pacing of the Royal Rumble because that's just more logic. That's more sound right there. Come on, man, bro. It's it's almost a seven-hour show, you, and you oh. telling me, including pre-show? So including pre-show. So you got to think about the fans that's already there. They was already there for two hours before the, the before the main show started. Let's be real about that. They really didn't care about pre-show. Pre-show, that entire pre-show was a bathroom break for anybody there. They, they really are not engaged. Like, I'm, not- but I'm just saying, man, being there, it's a totally different experience, you know, being at a seven-hour show, and then you already been there for almost three, what, three, maybe four hours before you even saw Daniel Bryan and uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, but then a lot of so four hours. Four, so for, for four hours, you telling me that you expect me to have just the same amount of energy as I did in the first match? I'm not saying that that would be the case, but the the thing about this is AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. I would say that those are two of the top reasons why people are even watching the WWE product right now. Is Becky Lynch right? Is Becky Lynch? She's she's probably the number one superstar right now. Right, you yeah. on Rousey, you know, and yep. the men's side it's AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, you know, and then you got Seth Rollins too. But just the way that this was, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan right now are two of the main reasons why people are even watching the WWE product. They're two of the best things going right now. So if I'm buying a ticket for Royal Rumble, that's one of the main reasons why I'm buying a ticket is because of that. Granted, Royal Rumble match in and of itself, that's one major reason. But they are the guys that are putting butts in seats. At least that's what you know. That that's the perception, right? That they are the top guys. But I guess what you said that kind of resonates with me is that it could be that we're getting to a point where maybe people are starting to not really feel, you know, AJ Styles as much as they used to, and just AJ Styles alone being in the match isn't enough to keep people engaged. And even the same for Daniel. 
that Daniel Bryan alone being in the match isn't enough to keep people engaged. You know, because well, I think yeah. Daniel Bryan is, is is engaging, especially with his latest character. Like he he's already engaging. He already you know introduced a new title belt. It's made out of made out of weed, basically. So you you, you can't t- you can't be any more engaging than that now. Well, but you say that, but then this match comes up when the main building up to happens for people to be silent during that matchup. Like, is he engaging? Like it's at that moment engaging. <laughs> like it's just the case. Like if you are truly, if, if people are engaged in you, like I, if if the main reason why, because I guess that's part of the reason why I was was so excited when Royal Rumble that Women's Royal Rumble ended and that matchup started. I was excited, like I said, because I was fully engaged in that matchup. You, if, if something else would have came on, I probably would have taken a bathroom break, honestly. But the fact that it was Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, I'm like, oh no, I'm not going anywhere. This is this is it. This is the match that I want to see. You know, and for for so for me, like yes, Daniel Bryan is engaging, but from the reaction, I would say, is is he really engaging in that moment? No. At the pay per view, when the when it came to the match or on SmackDown. You know, the, the promos and everything, people are into it. But then when he gets in the ring and when AJ gets in the ring and it's silent, that to me is saying that in that moment, he's not like they're not engaged in him. I don't know, man. I, I saw them being engaged in, in their other matches saying this is awesome. So from using from using what I saw in their other matches and the crowd was engaging then, Compared to now, I'm going based off card placement. That's how I did my. That's that's just how I saw it. Damn it, that's how I see it. That's the calculation right there. You're not. You're not like it's. I can I can uh, see that logic, you know, and it makes sense to me. But I think that that's dangerous, also because. You know, the as as a business, the WWE has to look at it like, well, that reaction is not like okay. One thing we could do is say, well, maybe the next time that they have a match, like they they have a rumble, they have some kind of filler thing to put in there, like you said, let's put a, a Jinder Paul Shanti segment in there for like five minutes just to give people a break, right? But where where. I get nervous, and from a business standpoint, maybe the WWE, uh, WWE brass will get nervous. Is what if you know, like, what if the next AJ Daniel Bryan match that they have, they have a similar reaction, and it's not behind the Royal Rumble, it's something else? Because to, to my and maybe they need to say, like, you know what, we need to cut our showtime down because we don't need no six, seven hour pay per view. For our big four, that's fair too. It could be shorter. It could be. It could be shorter. Good man. Yeah. That's, that's that's like that is a daily. That's, you're making a full time job to watch one show. I just feel like we, but it, it's just if if I can sit there, you know, because I'm coming from my own. I can only speak for how I felt about it, and that's my me too. That. <laughs> I, was, I was ready for it. I had the energy for it. You know, I was I was all in. And to have it be that, to hear that silence, you know, to have that, 
no reaction almost to that matchup. It just felt like, damn, like we, 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 again, we may not have this matchup again. So, or the, you know, Vince may hear this and say, oh, you see, you know, these little guys, they can't carry the card, you know, and that could be just another excuse for why they don't have the Daniel Bryans of the world and the AJ Styles of the world in these major matches because they can't evoke that reaction when it counts. And the, the problem that I have with the pacing argument is that it's not the first time that it's happened. It's happened at other pay-per-views too for AJ Styles specifically, you know, so I, you know, that, that's where I just kind of like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little sour on that, but it's uh we could go on for forever on this man because <laughs> I'm feeling about about how this went. But in the end, you know, it was what it was. I mean, AJ or sorry, Daniel Bryan went over. Uh he defended the title. He he won with help from Eric Rowan. Uh it'll be interesting to see where that partnership goes. Uh we alluded to it. The, there's a new title, uh, it's made out of hemp and wood. Um, so there's some comic relief, uh, uh, with that a little bit. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm ready to move on from, from this, from this, uh, this matchup. Um, but I, I, I'm left kind of feeling down about where Daniel and AJ stand overall, you know, in, in this, and they're two of my favorite wrestlers. So it's just, I don't know. It's just not a great, not a great feeling that this match left me with and even this conversation man, this is, it's, I don't know I, I I I wish I could just take what you're saying about the pacing and say okay yeah it's just that it's just that but same exact thing you're saying all you said you can is compare to how you feel is it's the exact same way I'm doing yeah is what I can compare to how I feel I was mentally exhausted and I and I guess where I'm coming from is it seems like it just because it's happened so many times, you know. With and I wasn't AJ, even there, right? No, and I, I hear you. I hear you. It's just how many times is is there going to be is an, that reasoning going to work for Vince and the rest of the brass to say, okay, well, it's not on the wrestlers. It's it's because of the pacing. I, I don't know. I just I just I'm not sure. I'm not sure how how. Uh, how this affects Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles going going forward. I just it just makes me nervous about that, but it is what it is. Um to be continued. Uh, we'll see how how this all progresses in the in the coming weeks and in the later pay-per-views. Um let's move on to this Universal Championship matchup. Uh Brock Lesnar yeah, yeah. and uh Finn Balor. Uh this match, I think we can go real quick on this match because the match itself was actually pretty quick. I think it went about 10 minutes or so. Um, so yeah, Brock went over, um, Finn Balor was not the demon. Um, he was the extraordinary man who does extraordinary things. And we both said it, if that's the case, if it's red Balor or blue Balor or anything like that, he's not going to win. Yep. And, um, yep. that, that was the case. So, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, seeing raw, we kind of have a sense that, okay, now he's going to go against Bobby Lashley and go for the intercontinental championship. So that's the consolation prize, I guess, for Finn Balor. A um, little disheartened that that's where yeah. this is going to go for Finn, though, because he's just a guy who deserves more than that. Um, he does. And, and, I, and, I thought, you know what, I got teased a little bit because I thought maybe it was going to do it because just the way they was trying to, you know, tell the story of the match. Like, yeah. all right, Brock, uh, I think Balor shoved Brock into the corner of, of the table and he, 
I guess he hurt his tummy or something like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so course, so he was, he was just focused on that. You can believe it. Yeah. 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 So he was just focused on this core, and I thought like, okay, all right, maybe there's a chance. And then as soon as he kicked out of that one, uh, coup de grace, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, he he's not gonna win. Well, it wasn't even a kick out. He reversed it into his submission. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even kicked out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, it it just, they, I I liked how Finn came out real aggressive, but that was also a bad sign that it was going to be a quick matchup and that Brock was going to flip it around. So, you know. I think it was the quickest on the main car. Yeah, eight minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, eight minutes minutes to 10-minute mark. I mean, it it was, it. I don't know. I, I I almost wish that matchup didn't even happen. To be honest with you, just seeing the way it went, you know, it was kind of a pointless matchup because it really doesn't. All it did for Finn was it kind of teased like, okay, maybe you know he he could have beaten Brock Lesnar because again the way he beat him up and he hit him with the coup de grace, it looked like Brock was in pain. So that part of it was a little bit of uh, you know, helps Finn a little bit to say, yeah, he can do damage to a guy like Brock Lesnar, but. Overall, I felt like the match was just—it just was there. It didn't. It didn't even have to happen. It doesn't really change what's going on. But you like know that. what? I I tell you this: I was more into this match than I was with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, because because I, I already got my energy back up. I was good after that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna go back into that, man. That's like man, box a little bit. I'm just saying. But I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But for me, you know, I I was not that into this match because I did not believe that Finn Balor was gonna win. And with the pacing of the match, it was like for a moment, it's like, hey, this is interesting. But I never really, I never really bought into the idea that Finn was gonna win. Um, I just didn't. So it it, it just I I, I kind of wish the match just didn't happen, or that Finn was just gonna win. If you're gonna do the match, I think Finn just needed to win the match. But since you yeah, he didn't it, even get pinned, man, he got tapped into submission. He got tapped, he got tapped into that was it. That was it. Just done. Yeah. So yeah. Then then got then got his ass whooped after the match. It, that the, like got the extra. Still, beat still wasn't done. Mm-hmm. Still wasn't done. Right. Got the beat yep. down. <laughs> yep. And then on Raw, you know, it was kind of more of the same, you know, with him getting beat down by by Bobby Lashley. You know, he took three of those spine busters that, that Bobby does. And, you know, he's he's still injured from the matchup that he had with Brock. And I I, I mean, I feel like it's probably going to beat Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship. That's probably what gonna ha- what's going to happen. But it just feels somewhat dirty. You know, it just doesn't – I just don't – I almost don't want Finn to win the Intercontinental Championship match, that Intercontinental Championship belt. Like Finn just seems to be above that right to now. me. Like he needs to be mm-hmm. the Universal Championship, not the IC belt. The fans don't. They, they want to see the fans want Finn to have that belt. So it it just almost seems like a slap in the face for him to get. Sorry, man. He'll he'll be he'll he'll be coming to SmackDown soon. I'll yeah, <laughs> I would. I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe maybe AJ Styles coming to Raw, man. Maybe he just need to change the scenery. You know what? And that would be cool. I, I've actually. Um, talked to some people about that before and i think that that'd be a nice flip to see uh finn on smackdown and aj on raw although you know i I would love to see finn versus aj again because they've never really capitalized on that that history that the two of them have you know from like bullet club and their connection with that and and there's just a lot of potential to me story-wise with the two of them um 
they fought one time and it was kind of an accident the way that that match happened because it was supposed to be AJ Styles versus, uh, no, sorry, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. And then Bray Wyatt, you know, the injury and AJ, you know, got in there for him. Um, and that match was amazing, you know, and the crowd ate it up. They loved it. So, you know, I, I would love to see the two of them end up on the same show at some point, especially with AJ getting up there in age. Like, I mean, the man's what, 40 now? Like, it, it's, it's, how much longer will he be able to compete? Yeah. How much longer is he going to be able to compete at the level he's at right now? Like, I'd love to see them both, you know, in their in their prime or at least at this high level, the way they're competing now, go against each other in like yeah. a really nice feud. So, you know, we'll hopefully we get that. But um, yeah, I think a change of scenery, especially for Finn, a change of scenery would be real nice to see him on SmackDown. I think would be would be awesome. You know, and maybe even a heel turn, to be honest with you. You know, I wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, I, I love face Finn. I don't think he, 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 um, I think he's good either way, but I've, I've, so I missed a lot of the run while he was in Japan, but I've seen some like YouTube videos. When he was Prince Devitt as, yeah. yeah, when he was a Prince Devitt when he was a heel. He's a good heel from the, from the clips that I've seen, you know, he yep. was actually a really good heel. So I would love to see that, that, uh, edge to him that side of him in the wwe and you know let him just kind of experiment with that and just see what you know what that comes what comes of that um but yeah you know that's we'll see that that's in the future hopefully we get some some uh some changes there for finn and yeah brock just you know brock is brock there's really nothing to say those rules like i said man i didn't want to believe it we both picked finn but i said the, the, <laughs> the rules were part of brock with the way they book you know you yeah Brock is gonna lose, but now they just they just Brock is he's out just the normal WWE uh booking style, I guess. Yeah. I guess we was just dreaming like just maybe. Maybe yep. Abyss was just like, yes, do it. Yeah. If it felt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So no, that, that is what it is, man. Um any any other thoughts before we, we almost finish this up with the men's Royal Rumble? Nah, man, that's that's close strong. All right, so then men's Royal Rumble. Um, this it was a lot of fun, you know, for me the the men's Royal Rumble. There was a lot of a lot of cool debuts. Now, you know, you said close strong, but I did I did feel a little bit down about some of the men's Royal Rumble, specifically some of the so Johnny Gargano, um, Alistair Black, and Pete Dunne from NXT all showed up and get for me. A reaction. I, I just I was surprised that they didn't get a react like a big reaction. Now, at this point, and and to your point, I, I'll, I'll I'll just go ahead and 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 just at least mention this that this is a long pay per view. So you know you can go ahead and chalk it up to that a little bit to say you know maybe people are just still exhausted with you know with everything that's going on. But it's <laughs> it's still it's still sad that. You know, John Gargano shows up, and it's like, oh well, whatever. Or Alistair Black shows up, and there's not that reaction. And me at home, I'm just like, you know, just going nuts. Like, oh my god, I can't believe he's here, whatever. And same face to face with other people. I mean, Alistair Black and uh, and Drew McIntyre had a little bit of a of a, of a moment there, which is pretty cool because we really never got yeah. an NXT. Um, so that was fun. But uh, yeah, it's just. It, it was it was fun to see them show up, but I wish they would have had a better reaction. And we've already talked about the whole my feelings on the fans and the 
fatigue and all that. I, won't, I, won't I think that. I think Alex the Black had a good uh, a good response from the crowd though. I because uh, like, I I, didn't I just rewatched I just rewatched the Royal Rumble earlier okay. uh, this morning. Okay, and then while I was watching Alistair Black, I'm like, okay, he he did get a good response. Okay, yeah, I mean, in the moment, I didn't him and Johnny uh, Gargano, man. What's that? Him and Johnny uh, Johnny Gargano. So I guess what I'm comparing to is when AJ Styles showed up. You know, when AJ Styles showed up in the Royal Rumble. It, you could feel it, like the crowd went nuts. Oh my God, AJ Styles is actually here, and you know Gargano. AJ Styles is worldwide known, man. Gargano is not on the level as as AJ Styles, man. It's it's NXT, and that wasn't an NXT crowd. Saturday was an NXT crowd. That crowd was with heart was hardcore, with mostly mostly casuals. I mean, that part of it is fair. You know that it's more of a casual crowd. I get it. You know, I just, I, 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 me knowing them and seeing, you know, their growth and everything that they've been doing, and just how the NXT crowd responds, and how a lot of times when you know Triple H shows up or anyone shows up on Raw that they chant NXT. You know, my expectation is that the NXT guys right now are, are you know, arguing to that level where you know if you go to a WWE show and you're watching wrestling, you know these guys' names by now. You know, at least that's that's my but you know i i in this situation yeah i i stand corrected you know that this this crowd that showed up um was a little bit more casual and just didn't know them and it, it just it felt a little bit bit weak you know for me for, for for i thought they deserved but i mean you know again that's what it was but it was still cool to see him there um so yeah pete dunn you know doing his like breaking the fingers on people and uh you know uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was that, that that was crazy, and then Alistair Black popping his finger back in. Back in, yeah, yeah. Like that was a lot of fun with with those guys. I mean, um, just overall, it was it was Royal Rumbles are always fun. It's maybe one one of, if not the most fun type of match that the WWE does is is Royal Rumbles because you're anticipating who's going to show up and and all the different uh, face to face matchups that we're going to see. So you know, I, I have fun with the Royal Rumble overall. The the yeah. Royal Rumble matchup, um, the yeah, kind even of, with the Rumble, go ahead uh, with the eliminations, man. Only only Braun had five eliminations, and that was the and that was the most out of everybody. Yeah. With Drew right behind him with four, I'm like, yeah. that's that's kind of low. It wasn't. It it was. I guess. It, hmm, yeah, that is kind of interesting. It wasn't one of those Rumbles where you just had one. You know, a couple people just kind of dominating. You know, yeah. more of a spread out type of thing. It was. It, it was kinda, yeah, like, and I'm okay with that. I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, what I did have a problem with was Bray Wyatt not being there. You know, I was really expecting yep. Bray Wyatt to show up. Little, little missteps in, in the men's rumble. Yeah, Elias, so Elias Sampson starts it off and the lights are out and you've got the, you know people holding up their cell phones and the lights, you know, you you got them all in the crowd. And I'm thinking to myself, Bray Wyatt's gonna show up here because they that this looks like a Bray Wyatt type scene when everybody has the you know the fireflies that are in, the, in the audience. So it felt like a perfect opportunity to have Bray Wyatt return. And then they have Jeff Jarrett show up instead, which I'm like, yeah. a minute. And not everybody knows your damn slogan. J E double F. Right. J A double R E. What's what's double okay, double T. Yeah, okay, yeah, double T. But not everybody knew it, man. Yeah. You hear the whole crowd just singing along. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
it's that bad I didn't need, man. Chuck Berry was was what he was back in the day, and it's 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 cool for him, you know. But gosh, man, Bray all he was was a top mid card back in our day, when, right? When we was watching, you know, that's all he was, man. Right, nothing more, nothing less. Top exactly. mid card, exactly. So now, you know, with with um, you know, him getting this moment, and again, keeping not utilizing this moment about Bray Wyatt's return, who we haven't seen in a long time, and I still don't know why he's still on television. Um, it, it just that was kind of disappointing. Um, it was. So that was that. Um, then you had guys like you know, was in the Rumble. Kurt Hawkins was in the Rumble. Titus O'Neil was in the Rumble. No way, Jose lasted a whole two seconds in the Rumble. The Congo yeah. line lasted longer than his time in the match. So I'm like, all right, like <laughs> this is just it was just kind of goofy. I think the some of the choices, but um, guys like Samoa Joe. Um, looking looking good. I thought in the rumble, he did. Um, he laughed even with that little move with uh with Johnny Gargano. <laughs> I think Johnny Gargano was on the top rope and he dived, and Samoa Joe did the smoothest walk off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was real smooth. I was like, wow, yeah. dude. I'm like, dude, Samoa Joe, you just too cool, man. Yep, yep. He, oh man, uh, yeah, that was that was an awesome moment. Like I said, I saw a meme this morning about that. That was pretty <laughs> sweet too. So, you know, kudos <laughs> to Joe for that. I think he just looked really good in the matchup. Uh, Mustafa Ali lasted a whole thirty minutes. That was really cool to see. I think you were saying, uh, or maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but that Mustafa Ali being the Iron Man was one of your picks. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So he lasted a long time. It was. It ended up being Seth Rollins. Um, he lasted 43 minutes and 26 seconds, but Mustafa Ali at 30 minutes, man, that was a that was a good showing. And it looks like he was eliminated 23rd overall. So you know, I, I love the fact that they are um, committed to to giving Mustafa Ali some kind of push. And he threw out Joe, so yeah, that was Joe gave that man a death stare. Yeah, I do not want looking my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's that hitman look, bro. Right. Stop, you better run. <laughs> See Joe backstage. <laughs> but yeah, man, no, I I I love that that they gave that to Mustafa Ali and the continuation of him and Joe will be real good. Um, yeah, it's just it was it was a I like I, again, it was a fun matchup. You know, there were some missteps, there were some things that um could have been done differently but overall it was fun i mean Dolph ziggler returning was kind of cool and then he threw out you what about the closing sequence uh with uh nia Jax? so i was getting there i was getting there because that that was the most shocking thing that happened in the royal rumble i was not expecting nia to do that um and her the first woman ever to compete in both the women yep so you know kudos to her for that for sure um, that was uh, a crazy like I <laughs> to see her get that super kick into the six one nine and then into the RKO was just amazing. Yeah, like it was it was yeah. a crazy. crazy that's a, that's, that was like one of the most satisfaction RKOs. Yes, satisfying RKOs I ever seen in my life, man. <laughs> yeah, yes, just amazing, amazing, and the crowd was into it. Like it just felt it, it was it was a hell of a moment, man. Um, one of those moments that definitely will stick. Um, so love that moment. Naya, yeah. you know, kudos to her. Um, yeah, overall was great. And Seth Rollins and, and Braun at the end, you know, felt right. 
It felt right that those two guys would be it did. To. It did, man. You know, this it year, did. it's just basically been them carrying, carrying Raw for sure and um, yeah. Seth to go over, you know, and, and lead into him uh, main eventing WrestleMania. I really felt that. And, you know, Seth, there was a lot of emotion that he's been sharing um, with this win. Like, I truly believe, like, he's, he's, this is, this is something, um, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not finding the words really for it right now, but he, on Raw, you know, when he was talking about winning the Royal Rumble and it's being a dream of his since he was a kid, you know, and he started to get emotional. Like, I really felt that. And yeah. I saw signs of that too. And then Triple H got emotional too. Triple H got emotional. Yeah. You know, but yeah. after Rumble too, looking back at it, when he won, it was like a, he was like a little kid when he had won the, the matchup and looking at that WrestleMania sign. Like, it just, I, I, I'm real happy for Seth and I, I'm, I, I'm, I love that he's bringing that emotion to this victory um, because I think it'll only help, you know, his the storyline that he's going to have with Brock and just where all of this is going. So, Seth, right now, just keep going with that. Like, just keep bringing that emotion. Keep speaking with the, the passion. Like, that's what we we we, we want to see. I, I think because the the WWE universe seems to be really reacting well to that too. Um, so, I want more of that from Seth. <laughs> yeah same here man like Seth oh man the, the way they're building him right now alright cool I'm down build him to take down the beast Slayer. You know, I guess yeah the, the beast slayer is what they called him yep. so I'm definitely down like you said you enjoy the rumble I enjoy Randy Orton RKO that's one of the most satisfying RKO's i ever seen and it was crazy cause, cause I was watching this with my daughter and my daughter really don't see too much of mixed match going on. And right. when she saw that, she was like, why would he do that? I can't believe it. I'm like, that's that's Randy Orton. And they ain't nothing new, really. Yeah. I think, I think he that's his fifth time RKO a woman, yeah. I believe. Yeah. The first one was was Fabulous Moolah, I believe, when he introduced <laughs> himself as the legend killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, man. It, it was a very attitude era type thing to have happen, man, because we really don't see that in the current uh, era where we, we got going on we right don't. now. So, because uh, May Young, Fabulous Moon, they always used to get suplexed by the Dudley Boys through tables. That yep, was a yep thing, man. <laughs> uh, I think the last time it had happened maybe was Stephanie McMahon from Randy Orton. I think that might have been the last person to get the. Uh, yeah, I think when like, did 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 he like put. Uh, punt. Uh, was it Shane McMahon? And then he ended up RKO, giving uh Stephanie an RKO. Yeah, and that was in front of Triple H. I think if I'm remembering that moment right, it was either RKO or the DDT. Because DDT, DDT, DDT yeah. in front of Triple H, yeah. RKO in front of Shane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's been bad. He gave you know what? He gave Stacy Keebler. And RKO. Uh, RKO when he broke up with her. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That dude is ruthless, man. <laughs> Savage, man. That's, that's just, yeah, we, it's been a minute, man. But it was, you know, Nia is maybe the one person who you could say, all right, like she would be excited about, you know, or I don't know, maybe all of them would really, but it just, for Nia to do it and for this whole situation, it, it, yeah. was, it was cool. It was a cool moment. 
It was a cool yeah. moment for sure. Yeah, you could tell she she was enjoying it, man. She was enjoying every second of it. Yeah, just exactly. being in that rumble with the men. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, so, any final thoughts on the rumble? Final thoughts on the rumble, man. I thought it was good. I the women once again outshine the men. I believe uh, because most of my favorite matches were from the women. From uh, I think the women's rumble being my first one. Second one was Banks and Rousey, and my third Oscar and Lynch. Got it. Yeah, man. All right, so that's gonna do it for the pay-per-view wrap-ups. Um, I guess the only other thing now to talk about would be the um, the Dean Ambrose news. Um, so this kind of broke. When did that break? When did that news break? That broke uh, actually Monday night. Monday night. Okay. Okay. Yep, so it was it after, after Monday after night. Raw. Okay. Because yeah, he, he had a segment, you know, on on Raw, and that was uh, it, it was all right. I mean, basically trying to help, um, you know Seth look a little bit stronger, and then it seemed like he was getting ready to to tell the audience about something with you know how when he first signed with the company, he had certain thoughts. Yep. He got cut off. Um, yeah, and then that news broke. So, um, I don't know. I, I there's rumors now about you know where he might go. Like he, it sounds pretty upset. That he but um, I don't know. What are what are your thoughts with, with what's going on with Dean? You know, if if this was makes him happy, then go for it. Because from what I read the report, like they offer him like a very, a very very good deal, like a five year, seven figure contract, and he turned it down, man, because money is doesn't bring you happiness. He he rather be somewhere and be happy. You know, like. A you know AEW all all elite wrestling man and from what I heard he's very good friends with Cody Rosen and Young Bucks so we're gonna see if he's gonna make that move after uh, WrestleMania because I believe that's when his contract is over. Mm. Yeah, man. So so you think it's just um, just that fact? Like, the, is there any news about like or stories about him just not seeing eye to eye with like the storytelling recently or how they've been using his character? Well, yeah, he didn't like the way his character was being used, you know, in, in the in the self Rollins rivalry in the yeah. first part. Yeah, he said he, you know, that 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 was the the that was the push right there. That's where it started. Like he didn't like where his character was being used, man. Yeah, and I don't blame because I wasn't really feeling that because of that. It was you know me and you indifferent about that, yeah. but. uh I guess with him, you know, I guess he he felt that that same way as well. Like he he wasn't gelling with it, and he felt he can bring more, and he doesn't want to stay. He want to go do his own thing. Yeah, it's it's something because that, like you said, we we kind of differed on um, how we felt about that that whole storyline with him and Seth, you know. And I think um, what, what I'm where I'm at with it is, you know, even if if that okay, so that didn't work out, like he. He wasn't even, he's not on board completely with that storyline. So let him, you know, maybe have some more control over what that storyline is going to be because I think there was potential definitely in the rivalry. That's really where I was coming from. Not so much that I was, like, 
fully engaged in exactly the choices that they made with, you know, the the vaccination, the Bane jacket and all of that. It's more the idea of Seth versus Dean Ambrose with the history that they have and with the way the turn happened with all that momentum. Like it seemed like there was there was an opportunity to do something really great. So, you know, if if it should have been a feud of the year, man, it should have been. been. And that's what I, I guess what's where I'm still holding on to. Like it's sad that that we're at this point because where it started, it just had so much potential. And now for him to be at the point where he's like, I want out of the company. Like, I don't even want to resign anymore. You know, it's just, it's just shocking to me. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I to, like you said, where I, where I stand with it is I do, if this is what makes him happy, then definitely that makes sense. Like go, yeah. to, you know, like go. Yeah, to Cause if they don't have anything for him, then don't waste this man's time. He can go right. somewhere else. Right, right. Like the fact that he has another place to go where he can be, you know, more himself and, and be happier like that. That's awesome that 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 even exists right now. Um, and, yep. and they will benefit, you know, greatly from having a guy with with his name, you know, in that company. Like that would be that's going to be a great get. For yeah. them that that'd, be, that'd be that'd be a, a big signing, man. Yeah, that'd be if they would give him. That'd be a huge sign. And I don't know, man. It, it, it's possibly that it can it can start a domino effect within the WWE. Like you know, Dean Ambrose is the first one. Who's next after that, man? Shinsuke Nakamura. That's that's the next name on my on my list. Depending on his contract, you know, if they have yeah. him for a long term contract, then he's just it is what it is. But if that if there is any chance for him to get out of that contract with the way they're using him right now, that's the number one guy that I'd be afraid is going to go to AEW. And I I would love for Shinsuke to make it in WWE. You know, it would just be amazing because I just, I, I love the WWE, but at the same time, the way they're using him, it pisses me off. So to, to if, if you're not going to use him right, then let him go, let him go. Cause I would rather see, Shinsuke Nakamura used right in AEW than used in the way he's being used right now in WWE. And I feel that way about all of these wrestlers that, you know, have that type of talent, that type of potential. Like, it, it's it's no use. We're not getting to see them anyway, so you might as well just yep. have them go. Like, like, right. Like, why do we have these this huge roster right. if we're not going to utilize it? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's what boggles the mind. You have a three-hour Monday night week, weekly show, and you don't know how to use your full roster. That's I don't know, man. That's scary, bro. Yeah, because it's 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 just the the booking, man. Like the the way that they book, they just it doesn't matter how much time you have if you don't book right, then it doesn't even matter. It could be a five-hour show. And you could still have people like Shinsuke not being used the right way. It's more about the the storylines that they're being given. You know the the types of matchups that they're. they're you know it, it's 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 about the booking. It's about the booking. You know it's not even really about the timing. Um, yeah. You know so that hey it, it is what it is. It's just it's better. I'm I'm excited about about AEW and the 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 potential for guys like this to to be featured in a different way and in, in, in a better way than what they are right now. Yep. So and I think uh, this is definitely a game changer company because they're headed in the right, right direction. Uh, they, I think either they're going to get a TBS or a TNT uh, contract or a TV contract. Yeah. So they're going to get a big TV contract, man. Yeah. So the minute they're on TV, 
they're going to be competition right away because they're on a big network now. It's not going to be like Pop TV right. like for Impact right? or, you know, some local, you know, broadcasting channel, man. They're on a serious big network. Oh, do they immediately try to bring back the Monday Night Wars and go to Monday Nights? Or do they try and pick a day that's a little bit, you know, there's not as much competition for you know in that time slot because i you know i would love to see the return of the monday night wars but i don't know that battle you want to fight you know from the beginning for yeah sure. it's, it's too many equations in there you got to think about just not wwe you got to think about sporting events you got to keep mm-hmm. that in mind right and how that can affect the ratings of monday night well. football so, yeah exactly man exactly yeah. so you know big time you know nba games playoffs uh, especially around this time, college, you know, but yeah, I think that's what they would have to worry about. So I, I won't even know what day, maybe, maybe Tuesday, because since SmackDown will be going Friday in, in October. Yeah. So maybe you pick up Tuesday. There'll be a gap there. That's true. That makes sense. Yep, that makes exactly. Sense. That, that could be your sweet spot right there. Cause yeah. you know, WWE, well, like what can they fill it with? I don't know. Right. Yeah, they probably not because NXT. I mean, I don't think you mess with that. Just leave that where it's at on uh, yep. on Wednesday nights, and then yeah, Tuesday would be wide open. So that would be a great spot for them to be at, either you know seven or eight o'clock somewhere around there. Make it you know a two hour show. You know, don't go any longer than that. And uh, yeah, just feature your best guys, and, and I think that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, with that gap opened up by by SmackDown. That's right, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other thoughts around around uh, Dean Ambrose or the AEW or anything? Man, it, it's just I, I just hope it, it works out for Dean because he's one of those guys. He, you know, he deserves to be happy. So, hopefully, it works out. You know, uh, and he can make it big and, and shove it in in their face, man. Because I'm at a point where I'm just getting sick and tired of WWE. You know booking not listening to the fans in this you know what we call it right now the bs era Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's i mean (laughs) we talked about earlier on like i or at least i i brought up the just if we the whole aj styles daniel bryan situation like i have mixed feelings about how that all went but at the end of the day like you're right that um with the uh, with the with not listening to the to the fans and and not giving guys like Shinsuke and Dean and some of these other guys there they're the right storylines and the right booking it's just a shame yep. you know so you know I I hope with this for Dean um, that he I mean that he's happy but that you know this just serves as a lesson too for for the WWE that, you know, there's not, there's another game in town. There's another, there is not just you anymore, you know? So if you don't want to, to lose some of these guys, you know, just, just you got to look at how you're booking them or if, or just let them go. Maybe that is okay. Maybe there, there, it should be that, you know, some of these guys aren't in the WWE. Maybe it's just not a right fit for some of these guys, you know, like we talked about Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and being afraid of what might happen to them. Those two guys might be guys who might be better served being in a company like AEW. You know, honestly, you know, now I would yep. see them 
on Raw or SmackDown, but I, I have my my fears and my doubts about where you know they're gonna be, how they're gonna be used and, and and all that. So you know that might be a situation where those two guys maybe end up going to AEW versus going up to the main roster, and that might they might be better for it. And we as fans of wrestling might be better for a move like that by those two guys. You know, and some of the other guys that we like that just you know don't quite fit into what the WWE typically will do. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of, you know, my thoughts really is, is I'm, I, I like the, I like competition. I like the, the, just having that other company out there. Um, and hopefully that just betters both sides that, you know, AEW becomes a fun show to watch that, that makes the WWE kind of have to step up their game and say, all right, well, shoot, they're starting to compete and people are, you know, really getting into that. We don't want to lose, you know, our, our fans interest in our product. So let's, let's take some risks and let's, you know, do some, 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 just do some things and try to figure this thing out. So yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, man. All we can do is hope for the best. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, We'll be back on next week to talk about, Next week's Raw, SmackDown, and just some of the the aftermaths, more aftermaths from the post-Raw Rumble and all that. But that'll do it for this week's show. So, till next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Park Street Wrestling Podcast.